Seven billion swimmers, man, I'm going through the motions Sent up a flare, I need love and devotion Trade it for some faces that I'll never know, notion Maybe I should try to find the old me Take me to the places and the people that know me Trying to just connect, thinking maybe you could show me If there's so many people here, then why am I so lonely? Friends, hard to find, let's face it By the perfect home when there's a flood in the basement Made a couple dollars now and I ain't trying to chase it Kids from Oklahoma, man, we don't waste it I'm just trying to paint the picture for me Something I could give a damn about and maybe 4D is And I've been ready and willing and able to edit the story Cause there's so many people here to be so damn lonely
switching to a new lane Foot to the floor, man, searching for the real thing Somebody else sometimes ain't no shame Head to the clouds, ain't It's like, can I get a connection? Oh, 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 oh,
sexy and I know it. You know what I really love? The Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS-4775-376-BZ. right, here we go. Hello, good morning, good Monday morning, as family. Welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. That's right, it's Monday, it sucks, it's terrible, it's rainy and cold here, it's garbage outside, had to take the trash out and I forgot stuff, had to take it back out and like, ah, I hate Mondays. And I realized, hey, wait, I'm, I'm getting to do the show. I'm like, oh, okay, kick ass. It's Monday. We got to start the shows off this week. And we got a lot of stuff. Well, we got a lot of stuff. It, it, this is just a bunch of bullshit stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm getting tired, people. I am getting tired of all this shit in the news. Oh, you don't even know. But we'll get to it. Uh, let's get some good mornings out the way. Andrew, first one here. Good morning, Braddy, Butterfly, Arnie. And all the ass family, all the awesome ass family. There you go. Dave Coast says, good morning, happy Monday, if there is such a thing. Douglas says, uh, good morning, my people. Dave Co. Monday is just Taco Tuesday Eve. There you go. Then you got Taco Tuesday, then you got Hump Day, then you got Friday Eve, then you got Friday. See how fast it goes? Uh, Hangtown Jen says, happy Monday, ass family. Uh, Alicia says, morning, bichachos. Happy Monday, ass. We're right back at you. Straight Fire says, hello, ass. Arnie, just want to say thanks for doing the show today, right now. My day is better off for it. Well, I appreciate that, my friend. Yeah, no sleeping in for me today. Braddy Kitt says, good morning. Well, good morning, Braddy Kitt. Travis is a uh, morning ass family. And then Braddy Kitt, look, I'm number one on Andrew's mind. Sorry, butterfly. Ba ha 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 ha. Braddy thought that was funny. Douglas says, wiggle, wiggle. Hangtown says, yeah, wiggle, 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 people, and Alicia is laughing at it. All right, before we start the show, look, man, look, look, that the the office of, of hypocrite in general, I, I, I mean, it's got to go. The, the president of all hypocrites has got to be it's someone from California. Whether it's the L.A. County health inspector that shut down all the restaurants and went eating there, or a story we're about to do, or is it this guy? It's got to be this guy. Captain Scumbag himself. He's a fucking, he's a James Bond wannabe supervillain. And that is the one and only Governor Gavin Gruesome Newsom. I mean, that's got to be his doorbell. When you go up to his house and you ring it, it just got his maid, black most likely, uh-huh, comes to the door. She's just, uh, yes, hello, how can I help you? There's no life in that house. And the reason why I'm picking on Gavin Newsom so much, well, guess what? Guess what? He appeared indoors at a restaurant in a county where indoor dining is not allowed. Newsom posted a video to his TikTok account with celebrity pal George Lopez talking about where to look for coronavirus vaccine eligibility. Newsom and Lopez were in Fresno and ate inside the Los Amigos restaurant. Christopher, Christopher, if you're listening, I'm going to read your letter to start the show off with. 
But do you know where this place is? Uh, the governor was just there. Come on, man. If people can't inside, eat inside the restaurant, you and fucking George Lopez. And by the way, George Lopez is your friend. You're calling on George Lopez, one of the worst comedians of all time. So bad he didn't even make our most hated list. So Newsom's done it again. First he did it at the French Laundry. Now he's doing it here. But hey, oh, hey, oh, uh-uh, no, 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 he ain't the only one. I found this story, and this story is even better. This fucking scumbag. Oh, man. Ogre, I, I wish you were here right now to hear this. Berkeley Federation of Teachers President Matt Meyer. Uh, A.K.A. Super Scumbag. By the way, your dreadlocks aren't cool, bruh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we call uh, appropriation there, Dingleberry. He's the president of the Locals Teachers Union. He's been saying it for months that it's unsafe for your kids to be back in school. It's unsafe for your kids to be back in school. Yet his kids have been going to private school for quite some time now. That's right. His kids are back in school. Can we just stop with all these fucking people? How about we throw these people in jail? Not that the parents in Berkeley really give a fuck if their kids are going to school. I mean, the, 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 the the teacher union president is a guy walking around in dreadlocks. A white guy with dreadlocks. You you lose all credibility of authority if you're a white dude walking around in dreads. I'm sorry, it's just true. There are hairstyles that you can and can't judge. Uh, the dreadlocks on a white dude, totally judge. Now, I got to say, look, I, I just started on this TikTok thing. And first of all, first of all, dreadlocks are everywhere. Fine, whatever. There's the I I don't know why they keep coming across my feed. These two idiots out of Florida. The other thing I've noticed is face tattoos are a lot more prevalent than I've even thought of. Why are people getting their faces tattooed? Stop it. Stop with the face tattoos. And, and these two guys, they have like the, these shitty sets of grills. I mean, in today's rap game, you got to have blang in there, man. You got to have diamonds and, and and all kinds of shit in your mouth. Can't just have gold in there, you two hood rats. You two little pieces of shit. I crap bigger than those two guys. Douglas says, I used to have dreads, LOL. Okay. Well, see, but you're an artist, though. See, you you can get away with it. Yeah, you play guitar. You play on stages. You can kind of get away with it. We, you know, there are certain rules for certain hairstyles and things like that. Uh, Can I still get my nipple? Yeah, you can get your nipple rings, Dave Coe. You know why? Because you can hide those. See, that's fine. Dave Coe, that's fine. 
I know that you've wanted that, and you're 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 you've asked me to go with you to get your ball sack pierced, and I will not do that. No, that that's something between you and your piercer. By the way, did you ever get your tattoo? Thought you were gonna get a tattoo. You actually need a diamond in your forehead. Yeah, hello, you gotta be like little Uzi Vert. By the way, that's the other thing on TikTok. Like, but TikTok is really gay. I mean, there's some great jokes on there. I heard a joke the other day. It's so bad. It's so bad, but I'm going to tell it here anyway. I sent it to a bunch of my friends on Friday. Like, why does Joe Biden not visit children's cancer hospitals? Because he can't sniff their hair. I mean, holy shit. That right there, that, that... That, that that hits a home run with every fucking level of joke right there. I saw that and I about died. Can white girls have dreadlocks asking for a friend? I guess, but you look stupid. Well, back in the day I played on stage, now just a dark studio or at my house because concerts are so 2019. Yeah, there are far too many face tattoos on 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 TikTok. I mean, I and I I'm all tattooed up. I got a lot of tattoos. These people have gone fucking nuts. Getting a face tattoo, shit. Come on now, y'all are better than that. Uh, look, face and face tattoos are for two people. Inmates and tattoo artists. That's it. I can't really think there are that many tattoo artists out there. But, hey, they, they could be. Uh, all right. Now, Christopher sent me his list. We will do the top ten country, greatest country albums. I'm happy with mine, but I'm not. But we will do it in the next hour. It's going to be tough. There aren't going to be a lot of people participating in this one. But, Christopher, I've got yours. Or, not Christopher. Uh, Andrew, I've got yours. Now, Christopher, uh, I don't know if he's here this morning. I don't see him here anywhere. Hold on, let me let me check over here. Uh, I, I can't see if Christopher's on. I'm going to read his uh, email anyway, start the show with this. This is a great show, big guy. Uh, I just finished, and I could not wait uh, till later to type this email. I wanted to talk about today's celebrity-ass deathmatch scumbag edition. So this was Friday's. Uh, look at that. Happy Monday, ass. Well, right back at you, hot mama. Doug says, I need another tattoo, just not on my face. Yeah. Uh, I learned a lot from you that hate can be a good thing. That talking about people you hate can be cathartic. Yes, hate is good for your heart. I first would like to say congratulations to the giant walking cunt with legs, also known as the Speaker of the House. Yes, Nancy Pelosi did win. She beat out Rob Kardashian. Uh, He says Rob Kardashian got robbed. See what I did there? Oh, I do. That's good. All I can say is that the ninth layer of hell is reserved for people that betray their friends. It's the lowest level of hell. It's where Satan lives. A frozen wasteland where the traitors are plucked out of the frozen ground, eaten and shot out by the devil, only for the process to repeat for all eternity. Wow. That's next level hate right there. That being said, yes, I have mentioned this multiple times on the show chat. 
I still would like to add a dishonorable mention and hopefully soon to be the ninth leveler himself, the director of the worst movie of all time, Star Wars Episode Eight, Ryan Johnson. I hate you with every fiber of my being. You're a hack. I challenge you to a fight. After I beat you into a quivering mass of jelly, I will dance a jig on your grave. Fuck you, Ryan Johnson. Wow, Christopher. Christopher feeling great on Friday, letting all that out. Says, I can go on and on, uh, but I do my best uh, to keep my emails as short and sweet as possible. Sorry if this one's too long. Not too long at all. Maybe one day if I ever get to be on the show, fingers crossed, yes, uh, I can go on a rant of why I hate Ryan Johnson so much. But until then, stay sexy, my friend, Christopher. Uh, All right, Christopher. Now, wait, wait. Episode 8. Okay. So this would be the second in the last trilogy? All right. Well, I have to talk to him about that. I don't know. Really? He's a worse director than Michael Moore? I, hey, I'm just saying. I, I'm going with what Christopher's saying. I saw a thing on Facebook that Trump could run for Congress in Florida and then impeach Kamala and Joe and finish their term and still be able to run for president in 24. Oh, I forgot he'd have to become Speaker of the House first. Yeah. Look, Donald Trump, uh, and I guess we've started the show now. Uh, Donald Trump did a, a speech yesterday uh, for the CPAC. And pretty much said he's going to run for president, but didn't. Ooh. Hmm. Celebrity ass deathmatch heavyweights. Fat people. Oof. Yikes. And I can't put myself in there. Fat, fat people we hate? Oof. Oh, man, V. Coop, I'm kind of digging that. I'm kind of digging that. Fat people. I like that. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me uh, jot that down. Celeb, celeb, ass, uh, fat, deathmatch. Ooh, I can do that. Yeah, we can do that. You know what? Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that on Thursday. Thursday or Friday. Michael Moore, okay. I can do it. Melissa McCarthy and Fat Al Roker. Uh, I heard the MSM re- related it to Nazis. Big shocker. Yeah. Look, man, it, 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 it's so funny to see what the press has to say, especially now. Now that the press has got their guys in office, especially like here, the the guy who used to be kind of, he would play it really close to his vest, his po- his, his political beliefs. Now, every time, uh, he's still ranting and raving about this. No no proof that the election was stolen against him. I love people that say that. After, after the last election that was investigated for over three fucking years, this election, nothing to see here. Let's move on. You're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, if you talk about it, you're stupid. You're dumb. 
I mean, that's the way it is. It doesn't feel that way, but hey, it's over. They're not going to investigate it anymore. Fine by me. Get out in three years, you fucking dickbags. <sighs> now, before we get into, there is stories about the horrible and dreaded coronavirus today. <laughs> This, this new war that's uh, that's going on, and it's not even cancel culture anymore. I, I'll say this, at least cancel culture could get anybody. Mm, yes, yeah, O.V. Coop, you're absolutely right. Boston Public Schools just canceled advanced classes for high-performing students why? Because too many of the kids who qualified for the class are white. So you got cancel culture, and then you've got this new thing that's starting up now. And this new thing that's starting up, hey, I've, I'm, I'm referring it the war on white. That's what it, it, it's a war against people that are white. I'm sorry to say it like that. I feel like I'm at one of these fucking backward-ass rallies where I'm going to start chanting fucking German here soon. But it truly does feel there is a, a, a war against the white community, that the white community gets blamed for everything that's out there, and that these high school students aren't given an opportunity to showcase how smart they are because, well, they just all seem to be white. Maybe a lot of Asians don't go to this school. And by the way, maybe there are black kids that tried to and they couldn't fucking compete. Or they, can you ever say there are too many black kids on a basketball team? The answer is no. This isn't about race. This is about being smart. You're in the talented and gifted program, not based on the color of your skin, but what's going on in your cranium. But not anymore. Not anymore. We can only have, oh, so many smart white kids. Oh, we can't have more? We're going to have to, oh... We'll just take the best of the black kids, even though they didn't even score half of what these white kids scored. Oh, you're going you're gonna to put them in that advanced class. I'm going to let you in on, on a little something. Until the culture is changed in a lot of cultures, I'll tell you this, for the white culture, it's the same. Being smart is not the coolest thing in the world. Now, in the Asian culture, it is. That and, and knowing the most karate. Being smart in the white culture is not a, a level of cool, and it will get you picked on. But in other communities out there, it's looked at as you're a sellout, and it's going to get you an ass whooping. So until we change the culture and make being really, really smart cool,
Oh, this is fucking frustrating to see this, that they're going to cancel this class. Because they... (sighs) Okay, the program found that more than 70% of the students enrolled in the program were white and Asian, even though nearly 80% of all Boston public schools are Hispanic and black. That's not true. The advanced classes were 4th, 5th, and 6th graders who were high achievers. The class offered more difficult work and more plentiful work. I'm so tired of this. You, if, if you're going to allow this class, it doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. But I, I know. I, I'm just pissing in the wind now. Because it's all about optics. If we learned anything from Ted Cruz now... This is what America is all about. It's about what does it look like? Because it's going to get flashed on every fucking website, every fucking TikTok video, every Instagram post. It's all about the optics. What does this look like? And if you were to go into the talented and gifted class and you take a picture in there and 70% of the class is white and Asian and you got maybe two black kids and one Mexican kid in there, oh, that's bad optics. I don't know why it's bad optics. Why are you punishing those kids? Douglas says, what they fail to acknowledge that not all all the kids want to be in AP classes. The Latinos and blacks in the community may not want the extra challenge of the AP class. I just don't think that the kids were in the AP classes were in there just because they were white or Asian. I highly doubt that that was a prerequisite. No, it's not. The prerequisite is you scored higher on a test. These aren't AP classes. This is third, fourth, and fifth grade. There's no race to it. If you didn't do good on the test in the third grade, then you're not going to get in the advanced class in the fourth grade. Uh, The end. I'm going to start singing that to you. Because then maybe it'll, it'll, it'll sink in a little bit to the people that aren't ass family members. This is not right. There aren't enough black children here. Did they test for it yet? Well, they all did. They all tested for it, and guess what? They weren't getting enough, good enough to get in this class. Sorry. Not all kids. I mean, look, this is more of a Democratic class than the basketball team. If you are are, a group to join. Every kid in the third grade had to take this this placement test. And if you did super good on it, you went to the smart kids class. Everybody took it, though. Not everybody tried out for the basketball team. You're going to put that one nerdy white kid on the team just to fulfill a quota? I'm not. That's why I got a winner team and you got a loser team. True racists are those who focus solely on race. Correct the mundo. All these people, you want you want to see the biggest racists out there right now? They're the ones who are shouting the word racist louder than anybody. 
Racism is simple. It, it, it Look, they've changed the definition. They've tried to make it to where white people can only be, black people can't be racist, and that's just not true. Part of the definition, when you allow a group to do something or not do something based on the color of skin, that is the definition of racist, i.e., water fountains. If you have black-only water fountains and white-only water fountains, that's racist. Uh, I was in the GATE program from grades 4 through 8. It were to be based on a balance of color, I would have never been because it was only white kids on our program. Uh, Submit the kids' test into a Dominion voting machine and they'll get more. Uh, Lisa says, I remember not getting into gate when I was in grade school. It sucked, but whatever. It was called TAG. It, it, when I was in school, it was the Talented and Gifted program. <laughs> of course I was in it. That was pre-beer, Arnie. Arnie did not find beer until the 7th or 8th grade. Up until then, I was just a fat kid who really, really was good at math. Terrible. I was terrible at English. Terrible at it. Math, though, fuck. That was my jam. By the way, this war on on being white is only going to grow exponentially. Oh, Arnie, there's no war on white people. Okay. Hey, hey, I'm glad you see it that way. I, I, I truly am. I'm glad you see it that way. It, it, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's see. Shit, my daughter was in Gaten in the International Baccalaureate Program, and she's whiter than me. There you go. All righty. Now, this next story, I, you know what? Hold on a second. I, I, I got to work up to this because this is getting to be so goddamn dumb. Okay. Let, let, let's do this story first. A Navy veteran who was going through an episode of paranoia died in Northern California after a police officer knelt on his neck for several minutes. said, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, as they were putting him on the ground. Uh, Angelo Quinto, Quinto. He looks of Hispanic descent. Uh, excuse me. Uh, pardon me. This happened in Antioch. Uh, where are the riots? Where are buildings being burned down? The police kneeled on this guy's neck for a long time and he died. Didn't that happen before? Isn't that what started all this shit this summer? But do we not care because he's Hispanic? A video recorded by uh, Quinto Collins shows her son uh, lifeless, with a bloodied face and his hands cuffed behind his back. She said she began recording after seeing her son's eyes rolled up in his head. 
Antioch, that area is such a shit. Oh, yes, it is. But 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 everybody, look, this guy was a a, a forming a former naval guy. Wait a second, how come shit ain't burning down? Oh, oh, is that because we all have jobs that we have to be at? And we realize that there are bad police out there and we're going to let them sort it out because, well, we don't, if we try to do it, we, we aren't going to know how to do it and we won't do it right. Oh, is that what, what could be going on? Now, could there be a cover-up going on too? Yes, oh, absolutely. Ogre, buenos dias, amigo. Uh, this dude is Filipino. Quinto, who was born in Philippines was honorably discharged in 2019 because of food allergies. I guess his sister called the police on him to find out if he was okay. Police showed up, stuck their knee on his neck, and then killed him. This is fucking... Look, look. When, when, by the way, when are we going to tell cops to stop kneeling on people's necks? I mean, I, I, I can get behind that. We, we've got two cases now that have ended really, really badly. And I'm the last person to try to tell police how to do their job. But I, I, I got I to say, I would rather them pull out their guns and shoot them in the kneecaps. I know they aren't going to do that either because they're taught to, they're trained to shoot to kill. Center mass hits. I, I understand. But but nothing's burning down. Where is is PLM there? Filipino Lives Matter is is that there? Are are, are they up? Or have they started marching yet? No, PLM isn't there. Okay. All right. It's so ridiculous. You get stories like this, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I want to get so mad. And then you have to realize, who am I getting mad at? Who is it? Who are we getting mad at? Do we, are, are we mad at the police? Yes. Are, I, I'm mad at the, I, and look, I haven't seen this video. I, I'll, I'll see if I, let's see, is this video on here? Because I watched the George Floyd video, and look, George Floyd, he didn't really help the cops along. He wasn't totally fighting them, but he wasn't helping at all, and it took way too long. Now, I, I, I'm, I, I can't wait to see, because we'll talk about it with this, because he's Filipino. We've got to talk about his toxicology. George Floyd, we're going to stay away from the toxicology. For, forget that there, there's meth in there and there's, there, there's fentanyl in his system. But we got to forget all that. What's in this guy's system? Let's see. Okay. Okay, I understand, and I wish to proceed. I'll watch the video. There we go. Got the video. What, what, what happened? Angelo. Looks like they're in his house. Angelo. So this ain't even on the street. Do you have any medication? I, not Angelo. that I know of. Come on. Come on. Can you take him, please? Please, please. They got Narcan? Okay, so he might be ODing. Huh? Yeah, I 
There's no knee on his neck yet. Fast forward a little bit. No, nope, nothing yet. They're they're trying to get this guy to come to life. They've un they've uncuffed him. This guy's all fucked up. I, I do not see a knee on his neck anywhere. Maybe that happened oh beforehand. Is that when it happened? Um, Angelo's not saying anything. I, 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 you know, okay, enough of this. Let's just say it. Come on. The knee to the back, yeah, I understand that one. That one keeps you down. Why are you going to put it on the neck? I, I, I don't know. Uh, is it because we aren't allowed to say all lives matter? Any life that comes into contact with police matters. We should be outraged that any incident of police violence, any incident of police brutality, and police caused death should never matter. Well, police cause death. We should look into that because there are a lot of times that, hey, you know what? It's justified. This, this video didn't show me anything. They honestly didn't show me anything. He was already unconscious. I have no idea. They're asking about Narcan. So I, 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 I don't know. But the simple fact of the matter is, is there's a family and he, they're saying that they use the George Floyd technique, the knee on the neck, and buildings are not burning down. Isn't that weird? In today's world, that's so strange. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe it. Yeah, are you ready for this? I, I, I mean, like Friday, Tommy was here, and I thank God that Tommy was here. He's supposed to have a surgery tomorrow, so good vibes. To TL tomorrow, uh... When he does have his surgery, and we talked about them canceling Mr. Potato Head and Miss Potato Head. Now it's just going to be Potato Head because, well, the world is the stupidest place ever. I, I, I mean, honestly, if you get your feelers hurt that there's a Mr. Potato Head out there, if they, if you can't, Achieve your life goals as a trans, whatever the fuck you are, because Mr. Potato Head exists. You, you know what? You, you need to sack it up just a little bit. The idea that I can't go through another day as long as Mr. Potato Head is walking the earth. Can you just stop? Can this political fucking correctness typhoon just go the fuck away? The cancel culture that it brings in with it sucks as much too. And now a national education organization is telling schools to avoid reading Dr. Seuss because the children's book allegedly has Racial undertones. Are you fucking kidding me? Dr. Seuss is being canceled now? 
by an educators group? What the fuck? Uh, hello, this is, if they remove it from your library, that is the exact same as burning said book. But wait, wait, wait. I thought the fascist was in office last term. Oh, that's right. You guys aren't even smart enough to know what a fucking fascist is. Uh, there was a small BLM event for a white guy that was killed by the police. Uh, this was a few weeks ago in SF, I think. That might be the story. He's not white. He's Filipino, if this is the guy, because it was in Antioch. Learning for Justice. That's the name of this group. Learning for Justice. Yeah, and you got to enact it now, because tomorrow is not only... Uh, the state of Texas Independence Day. Yes, goddamn right. Uh, but for more than 20 years, March 2nd has been recognized as Read Across America Day in honor of Dr. Seuss's birthday. <laughs> Not this year, though. The left-wing educators group Learning for Justice is demanding that Dr. Seuss be canceled. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. Uh, uh, ungoddamn believable. Oh, sure. The Lorax is a symbolic of African slaves, and the cat in the hat is a racist character of the 19th century Asian immigrant abuse, clearly. I, I don't know if you're being serious or not, Ogre. Um, a prominent Virginia school district has taken marching orders, and the orders at schools to avoid. Connecting Read Across America Day with Dr. Seuss. So we would rather kids not read. By the way, but I honestly, I I no idea. No fucking idea that, that Dr. Seuss was a racist. Uh, Loudoun County Public Schools, one of the nation's most affluent districts, announced it will no longer recognize Dr. Seuss on his birthday. Uh, they contain racial undertones that are not suitable for cultural responsive learning. What the hell is culturally responsive learning? Wait, wait, I, 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 need, I need to get past that term before I even go on. Culturally responsive learning. Uh, Hang down, Jen says, what I don't understand is that folks removing all this shit are adults who grew up with the ability to choose, to learn pronouns, and to learn what a boy or girl is from such great works as Dr. Seuss. What are they leaving the next generation with to learn from? Who's going to be in charge of teaching our young considering they were wanting to change everything? Well, I've been saying that forever. SeaWorld was a great place for us to visit as kids. But now that my generation is older and woke, 
Oh, you better close that fucking spot. That place is terrible. My God in heaven. How dare they keep those animals there? We're going after zoos next. Boy, but we enjoyed the fuck out of them as kids. Just telling you. Ogre says, I'm totally joking. They're fucking kids' books about rhyming. Exactly. Through in all sincerity, I always interpreted the books about star-bellied sneeches as either about racism or consumerism. Now, not me. I, I, I wasn't a big Dr. Seuss fan because I didn't like the whole rhyming thing. People that rhyme all the time like that, uh, yeah. And I, I like rap music, don't get me wrong, but the, the book that just keeps going over and over and rhyming and doing all that kind of stuff, oh, I, I get it. I get it. Okay, it's cool. It's, there you go. You got your niche. I know people love Dr. Seuss. I ain't got nothing wrong with Dr. Seuss. I think, I think Dr. Seuss is great. I think he's a great tool. And now we have these educators who are striving for culturally responsive learning. There is no such thing. This culturally responsive learning, that is, that, that's like the new history. You know how we have new math? And it's stupid. Let me just tell you, it's fucking stupid the way kids have to do math now. I saw a problem, and I, I guess like it was 3,136 times 4. They have to break it out in boxes, and you got to put the 3,000 in four boxes, the 104 boxes, and you got to show all this work. Rather than just doing it the old fashioned way, where you put the big number on top and little number on bottom, and then you multiply. And see, in this way, you can come up with all kinds of answers, like 3,136 times four somehow can equal seven. It's going to be in there somewhere. That if kid says seven, they're going to say, that's correct. How'd you get it? Show me your work. Now, see, this is where I would be a bad math teacher. Because if a kid said, if 3,136 times four is seven, I'd look at him and go, get the fuck out of my classroom, dummy. You're too stupid to be in here. It can never, ever equal seven. Ever. In the history of time, that, that... that problem that I just gave you will never equal seven. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, these kids, these kids really need it. I mean. Uh-oh, retard alert. Yeah, there you retard go, Retard alert. No, it doesn't. It, they're not. Let's see. Learning for Justice da, 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 in the magazine. It's time to talk about Dr. Seuss. Cites a study from St. Catherine University that claims Dr. Seuss children's literature is rife with Orientalism, anti-blackness, and white supremacy. The researchers surveyed 50 Dr. Seuss's books and concluded that there is not enough diversity in the children's books, many of which were written in the 50s. Of the 2,240 identified human characters, there are 45 of color representing 2% of the total number of human characters. Of the 45 characters of color, 43 exhibit behaviors and appearances that align with harmful stereotypes. 
Yeah, you, you, you know what? This this is. I I I'm about to really get angry here. Uh, back before we had calculators everywhere, we showed our work by doing the problem. Now they have to show different strategies and methods to prove they did the work, not just whipped out a calculator. When I was a kid, the very first wristwatch calculators came out, and teachers confiscated that shit faster than drugs. Yeah. I got a problem showing my work. That's how we always had to do it. The new ways they get it now, it's just stupid. <laughs> There's, there isn't diversity. There's a hundreds of different made-up species. I, I know. And now what we're telling creators is this. This is Here's the scary part. We're telling people future Dr. Seuss's of the world. If you write a book, you have to include everybody. Now, you may not know anything about that culture, but you have to put them in there. I, I don't know nothing. I, I, there, there are things I don't know about certain cultures. Well, then I wouldn't put them in my book. The people that would be in my book are people that I know and I can relate to or I, 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 I know of them. But now what they're telling you to do is you cannot be creative without you, – you have to be creative along with uh, inclusive. I'm sorry. That, that's, not, that, that's not creative. That, that's bullshit. Uh, Tail says, I can't wait until I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Here comes my basic white bitch because I can't even – uh, session wrote the guide to being an obedient Nazi. Dr. Seuss, not say, oh, okay. Horton uh, hears an offensive term. Now, this is so dumb. Clearly, redfish and bluefish are white only. What the fuck are blackfish, brownfish, yellowfish, right? What if all I know is stereotypes? Well, I would say then don't write your book. If you don't know enough about every or, or you can't write them in as a glorious, glowing character in your book, because all the evil, dumb characters are going to have to be men and white. There's a show on, and I had a friend break it down for me. And he likes this shit. But after thinking about it, I was like, wow. It shows Modern Family. Now, Modern Family was was very, very uh, inclusive, unless you were black, of course. But you think about it. The old, rich, white guy gets the hot, you know, Latina wife. And everybody kind of looks down on him because he's kind of a scumbag. Of course, the two gay guys are held up with an Asian daughter. I mean, that that right there, that is that's including everybody. That's a home run. And then the the strong wife, who's raising the super smart daughter and the slutty daughter, and their son's a moron, and he takes after their moronic husband. If you want to create a show now in Hollywood today, this is what you have to do. 
you have to make the white guy the idiot. As long as the white guy is the moron, you're good to go. If the white guy is a hunk of shit, you're fantastic. Look at every successful show on TV right now. Think about this. The show Seinfeld could never air today. I know it airs in in reruns, but it could never be released today. Do you think Friends could get out there? Never forget the first thing that that Oprah Winfrey asked. Here's a group of people that, that are new to Hollywood at that time. The show took off, and it was the biggest thing in the world for them. made them instant megastars. First thing she goes, why don't y'all got no black friends? They, they don't write the show, moron. They're the stars of the show, stupid. They, 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 can't, they can't really say what, what it is going to be, you jackass. So I shouldn't ask where to put the black guy's check under his work boots? Yeah, probably not. That'd be bad. That would be bad. Green eggs are clearly racist. Like, who eats green eggs? I I, I, I feel so bad. Let, let me just say this right now. To kids that are too young to be in school, this is your Uncle Arnie. And I'm just here to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that generations have let you down, that have made you entitled to everything that, that you think you deserve, except you don't deserve anything. You have to work hard. Uh, if you're white, yeah, then you should apologize for everything that you've ever earned because you've only gotten that because of your white privilege. You should know that by now. Uh I, I, I don't want to see what happens to the next generations. I don't want to ask the question, what's next? They just made Superman black, but he's from another uh, different timeline. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson just got swapped out for a black chick from WandaVision. She's also from a different timeline. No, this whole idea, I, this is why I hate superheroes and superhero crap so much. Oh, well, and Spider-Man did this with that that shitty animated Spider-Man movie. Now we have to do the interstellar thing, and there's like 58 different fucking Spider-Man. There's 500 different Superman. No, there ain't. Look, the reason why there's so many is because it appeases those fucking assholes. That makes them do, like, science and math, and they're not good at that. They're just good at burning things and crying. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Superman is white. Superman has always been white. Superman will always be white. That does not give him his power. That's just the way Kryptonians were. Uh, and, and back when it was drawn, yeah, I, I want I want people to realize this. Back when it was drawn, in the what thirties, 
back in the 30s when it was drawn, you aren't going to put a black superhero on that. Why? Because you want to sell copies of it. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Well, why does this have to be? Why don't you ask the artist? How about you stop asking me? Why can't we have a white Black Panther? White Conda forever. Jesus. It's a white panther. <laughs> no, can't have that. That that that's well look, this is why. This is this is why because we live in a double standard world and we're all okay with it. Until somebody finally says enough. Until somebody in an authoritative role who isn't afraid of losing everything that they've worked so hard for, comes out and says, enough. Enough of your bitching. Hey, I know that there are very, very gifted artists out there who are black. Then draw a black Superman, approach DC Comics with it, sell them the idea, and have them put it on their bookshelf and see how it sells. I wish that we would teach kids in this world what the real world is like. Yes, I I, I think that history classes are so very important. I think math is very important. English, obviously important. So we got what history, math, English, science in there. Throw some science in there. We need a class uh, growing up in the world. It can teach you about how to write a check and balance your, 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 your bank account later on. But it teaches you what the world is really like. And I think this is why you guys listen to me, is because I don't pull punches when it comes to this. The real world fucking sucks. The real world doesn't give a fuck what color you are. The real world will spit you up, will eat you up, chew you up, and then spit you the fuck out. That's what the real world does. The idea that as late as 10 years ago, mothers were showing up to job interviews for their sons. I'm not making that up. They, they, they show up because they want their kids to get the job. By the way, I forgot to do this earlier, so let's do Grady right now. Sorry, usually I like to start off show with Grady, but here is Grady, this week's Grady. You're not supposed to saddle up your horse in Polk City, ride it all the way to town in Lakeland drunk. If you do, we're going to put you in jail for DUI on a horse. Bam! There you go. It can't happen. Teach kids about what happens in the real world. Teach a kid that if they lose their wallet, it doesn't always come back to them. And it doesn't always come back full. Sometimes it comes back and there's no cash in there. Sometimes, yes, it does come back and everything's in there. And then sometimes it's just gone. 
forever. That's what the real world is. Maybe we should also have, how about this, a class on expectations. That same scenario. So many people in this world have this this expectation that they lost their wallet, they're going to go right back to where they were, and they're going to find it, and everything's going to be in there. Should you expect that? No. What you should expect is that nothing will be there. But no, we've got kids now brainwashed to expect the greatest thing to happen everywhere they go. They walk into an ice cream restaurant or an ice cream parlor. They think they're going to get free ice cream. Uh, Let's see. First of all, no, that don't happen. No. When you get a call from the boss and he says, hey, you got a minute, they've been taught that that boss is going to to just talk about how great of a job they're doing there. If your boss says you got a minute, well, that's about all the minute you have left at that company. It's where, like... we, we ask, where did these kids become so entitled from? It was us. It was my generation. It wasn't me. I didn't have kids. It's people like that fucking Karen bitch on the radio in Sacramento who just shit out another kid. She's the kind of person that would, and and look, there's nothing wrong with spoiling your kids. I get it. I get you want to spoil your kids. But you can't do it all the time because that gives them false expectations in and then gives them this sense of entitlement. We need to strip that the fuck away. This sense of entitlement has done so much harm to our society. It's raised a bunch of pussies. It's raised more crybabies than I've ever seen in my entire life. Hmm, I'm opposed to that, so we should just cancel it. Do you know how, how much shit I'm opposed to? I don't want to cancel it, so I'm opposed to it. So that means, guess what? I'm not going to use it. I'm not going to do that. That's what it used to mean. Cancel the term hunky-dory because that implies being a hunky means everything's fine. (laughs) My pops helped me get a job. I was in jail, and he helped me get the job so that when I got out, I'd be able to start right away. Other than that, I always showed up to interview by myself. Now, look, there's nothing wrong with parents helping their kids. I'm, I'm not saying that you got to make your kids figure everything out on their own. Yes, a parent can be there to lend a hand, in that case, Douglas, to help you secure a job for when you got out. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to go enough is enough. You can't do your kids' homework for them. 
and then when they take the big test, they flunk, and you run into school and go, how dare you flunk my child? I've seen my child's homework. He's getting A's on it all the time, or she's getting A's on it all the time. She's not a good test taker. That's my favorite one. Oh, they, 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 they're not good test takers. Who's a good test taker? Who doesn't get nervous when they have a test in front of them? The word test is one of those words that's kind of a trigger word. I said trigger. Nobody likes taking tests. Oh, I'm a bad test taker. I, I can't do that. Fuck, who is a good test taker? No kids go, woohoo, woohoo, pop quiz today. Stop it. Stop writing. My son, my son, beladen. He uh, gets a little uh, ang- anxious, so anxiety is involved when a test comes around. And I was just wondering that instead of giving my son the uh, bladen, uh, instead you can just send the test home, and I will administer the test to to my son. That way he can get a, a fair. No, you're, what you're saying is you're going to cheat for your son. That's what you're saying. Hangtown Jen says, I'm a good test taker. Uh, Adam Bryan says, I got my son fired from his first job. He was being made to pick any food that was uh, spilled or dropped from the floor and put them on pizzas. I told his boss that he was a nasty fucker and I was going to kick his ass. My son found another job after that. Yes, occasionally I'll be that mom. Nothing wrong with that. Parents' job is to guide you into adulthood, not to do it for you. Good parents uh, balance assisting their kid via doing it for them. We all know who kids whose parents did everything for them. They were not prepared for life. And that's the sad part. You know, you go to a science fair, you see which fucking science projects dads helped on. That, that mega volcano that's got working parts in electric that you need a, a, a degree in, or to, you need to be an electrician to work it. Yeah, no eight-year-old put that shit together. Now, come on. And by the way, the teachers just look the other way all the time. They, they see the work that this kid does all season long or all year long, right? Can't color between the lines, but they bring you this amazing fucking, uh, you know, uh, what it was, that diorama of the, the fucking the, the solar system. You're looking at that and going, I think this kid actually once be colored his paper with doo-doo. He's making that now? That's amazing. I'm a great teacher. You throw that shit out and go, no, your dad made this. Your mom made this. And now we're looking out for him to avoid all these potholes of what could be racist. And that could be Dr. Seuss. Great job, you shitbag parents. Way to ruin society even more. 
Bubba, aren't you excited about that? The society is – it is. He, he's, he's so pumped right now. Oh, man. All right. Look, man, there, there's more shit out there, dude. I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, Bill Maher the other night, uh, you're out texting me about this. I got to say, Bill Maher is finally getting it. He attacked cancel culture like nobody's business the other night using examples like Chris Harrison and Justin Timberlake. It says it's not just celebrities anymore. It's going to come to a neighborhood near you. Is is this it right here? Let's see if this is. Here we go. I'll play this for you. And I hate Bill Maher. I hate Bill Maher with every fiber of my being. And... Finally, new rule, liberals need a stand-your-ground law for cancel culture so that when the woke mob comes after you for some ridiculous offense, you'll stand your ground. Stop apologizing, because I can't keep up anymore with who's on the shit list. Right. Well, that's not a big crowd. (laughs) Now, lately, Republicans have been trying to appropriate the term cancel culture to describe what happens to them when they get a just comeuppance for actual crimes. And this muddying the water is unfortunate because cancel culture is real, it's insane, and it's growing exponentially, and it's coming to a neighborhood near you. If you think it's just for celebrities, no. In an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. Amen. It's like we're all trapped in the hills have eyes and Wi-Fi. <laughs> Take Mr. Emmanuel Cafferty. He is, was, a San Diego gas and electric worker, but he got fired because someone reported him making a white supremacist hand gesture outside the window of his truck. But he's not a white supremacist, he's Latino. And he wasn't making a hand gesture. He was probably just flicking a booger. That's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Is this really who we want to become? A society of phony, clenched asshole avatars? We are. Walking on eggshells, always looking over your shoulder about getting ratted out for something that actually has nothing to do with your character or morals? Think about everything you've ever texted, emailed, searched for tweeted, blogged, or said in passing, or now even just witnessed. Someone had a Confederate flag in their dorm room in 1990 and you didn't do anything? No. You laughed at a Woody Allen movie? (laughs) Andy Warhol was wrong. In the future, everyone will not experience 15 minutes of fame, but 15 minutes of shame. And 62% of Americans say they have opinions they're afraid to share. That's pathetic. 80% of Americans, young, old, rich, poor, conservative, liberal, white, minority, all hate the current atmosphere of hypersensitivity. Good. Yeah, everybody hates it, and no one stands up to it. I do. I do. Because it's always the safe thing to swallow what you really think and just join the mob. So if someone asks you if Justin Timberlake owes Britney Spears an apology for not being a perfect boyfriend when they were teenagers, just say yes. Easy. As Justin did. Mm. 
-hmm. issuing an abject apology and then vowing to return sexy back to where he found it. <laughs> now, you, you may be asking, why are we even talking about this now? Well, the New York Times did a documentary about Britney Spears. <laughs> really, the New York Times. What do you see the searing expose they have coming up on pebbles? <laughs> anyway, in it, we find out that teenage Justin hadn't become a perfect person yet. And when asked if he had sex with the girl whose big hit was called I'm a Slave for You, said yes. What a cat. Although I truly believe any guy willing to wear matching outfits can't be all bad. The blue denim outfits he showed. Yikes, now, that was horrible. As for a song called I'm a Slave for You, nothing? Is this something? Is this something? Not yet. The Mandalorian's Gina Carano is a person I'd never heard of and resent that I have now. <laughs> She's some conservative wrestling chick who kicks ass on a show I wouldn't watch if I was in prison. <laughs> and she made some Nazi analogy. Who doesn't these days? You're like the Nazis is the new I don't like you. <laughs> it's always okay when Trump's the Nazi. That disqualifies her for marching around planet who gives a shit in a helmet? Mm -hmm. By the way, you can't work in Hollywood if you don't believe what we believe. That's yeah, the way it in is. In the 50s, that's exactly what the left complained they were being told. Now, the week before, it was Chris Harrison's turn in the barrel. He's the host of The Bachelor and is stepping away. Stepping away. Yeah, he's been fired. To educate himself on a more profound and productive level than ever before. Oh, good. Good. Because all my life, I've looked up to the host of the Fuck a Stranger show. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was funny. And if I thought I couldn't count on The Bachelor for moral guidance, I don't know if I could go on. And of course, he's not stepping away because he's the host of a televised snake pit where 32 female contestants are trapped in the Sahardi house from hell. It's because he wouldn't throw one of them under the bus when it came to light that in college she attended a dress-up like we're in the old South party, which is not a type of party we should be throwing in that it winks at a civilization built on slavery, yes. But apparently in 2018, millions of people were still doing it. And mature people understand humans are continually evolving as opposed to Wokeville, where they're always shocked we didn't emerge enlightened from the primordial ooze. What's Chris Harrison supposed to do? Build a time machine, go back to 2018, and right. knock the mint juleps out of their hands? Yeah, that's my line. I, I have the time Maybe machine. while he's time traveling, he that's can me. have a word with that asshole Abraham Lincoln, who's now canceled in San Francisco, and they're thinking about it in Illinois. Yes, the land of Lincoln might cancel Lincoln. Memo to social justice warriors, when what you're doing sounds like an onion headline, stop. There you go. That was what he said the other night. And that, that's the first that I've seen. Of, I got to say, I agree with everything that he said. Every single thing that he said. This, this culture that's out there right now. And look, we've been talking about it on this show. It's ridiculous. 
Should people be canceled? Yes, there are people out there that should be canceled. Like the the Nazi that was living in Tennessee all these years. They deported his ass back to Germany, 95-year-old man. Is he the same as Chris Harrison? Who wouldn't put down somebody for a party they went to? In the eyes of the cancel culture, the answer is yes. A man that actually took Jews and led them to their death is the same as the host of a television show who didn't browbeat a 20-year-old girl over a party she attended three years ago. Those are the same. I'm here to tell you, those are a world apart. This is absolutely, and, and then, and then, when we do have somebody to cancel, we don't. When we have a story about a girl who puts Gorilla Glue in her hair, we're told, you can't laugh at that. Fuck you, I'm laughing my ass off because it's funny as shit. I don't care what color you are. And it turns out she was black, and now people think that that's a part of systemic racism. Douglas says brainwashing is the new education. Yes, it is. It's absolutely, positively ridiculous, the society that we have created. You have to stand up to these people and say enough is enough. It's a joke. It doesn't mean anything. I am trying to make you laugh. That sounds like a lose-lose situation to me. If he jumped her shit over the party, he'd be labeled as a bully, and that uh, he is holding women down. Ah, I, hey, Douglas, he's got to wrestle with one of those two. He's got to do one of the two. He, he's either got to put her down or he says nothing. He chose to do nothing, so uh, he also is a racist. No, people were saying that. People were saying that Chris Hansen was a racist. How's he a racist? He had nothing to do with that party. Uh, There's a guy on YouTube that got into a Twitter debate with someone and said, okay, dude, and he got canceled on Twitter for a while because he didn't know the person was a trans woman. This is the shit that's going on. Yes, this whole idea, like, yeah, whatever, dude. I've, I've called chicks dudes before. I've called them guys. This idea that, oh, you can't call them guys, they're females. How dare you use this toxic masculinity? I'm fucking 50, okay? I'm not going to change my entire fucking vocabulary for you fucks. When you're gonna, just going to change it later on down the line anyway again.
when you read about the cultural revolution in China of the 60s and 70s, the parallels with cancel culture are frightening, except we have uh, substitute their violence with our canceling. Well, look at that. We're just turning more and more into China. How great is that? I, I mean, I, I think that's pretty fantastic. Good job, America. So yesterday, Donald Trump, you know, the evildoer that he is, he came out and he uh, was at the Conservative Political Action Conference, or CPAC for short. It's a big thing that conservatives do. They get together. He was the keynote speaker. Uh, dude is a perfect gender neutral term, in my opinion. Uh, hell, my college girlfriend's sister called each other's dude. They were liberal as hell. Yeah, but that was back then. That was okay. Now dude means you have a penis and you oppress women. So I guess this conference happened, and it happened at a Hyatt Hotel. The Hyatt Regency in Orlando. Well, cancel culture went after them. How dare you have these conservatives at your hotel? You guys, you guys actually like Hitler, don't you? Hyde Hotel, this is what you are promoting by letting this conference happen in your hotel. Hashtag boycott Hyatt. Hyatt came out and they said, oh, okay. This is what they wrote. Hyatt's most fundamental responsibility is to provide a safe and inclusive environment for all of our colleagues, guests, and customers. Our commitment to this principle is informed by our response or our purpose as a company to care for people so they can be their best. We take pride in operating a highly inclusive environment, and we believe that the vaccination of gatherings is a central element of what we do as a hospitality company. We believe in the right of the individuals and organizations to peacefully express their views independent of the degree to which the perspective of those hosting meetings and events at our hotels align with ours. Our own values support a culture that is characterized by empathy, respect, and diversity of opinions and backgrounds, and we strive to bring this to light through what we do and how we engage with those in our care. So Hyatt's coming out and saying, look, we don't give a fuck who rents out the rooms. As long as they're not fucking, you know, setting fires and, 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 and throwing virgins, you know, offering virgin sacrifices, we're okay. That's not good enough. No, you have to hate anybody that's on the right. You see, you can't have, you can't have your cake and eat it too there, there Hyatt. I, and by the way, I'm a million percent on the Hyatt side here. If the group that, that is against you is against you because of your political affiliation or, or what you've allowed a group uh, of people of different assuasions do, they're going after you. They're going to cancel you. I, I Hold on a second. Let me just say it. Ah, guaranteed. Plenty of people have canceled reservations to the Hyatt over the CPAC happening there. I promise you that's happened. And you know what? This is what I hope. I hope anybody that canceled their reservation at that height, especially, I hope you get some shitty fucking room in Orlando 
and that the basalt uh, salesmen, they break in, they, they rob your room, they tie you up, and all they leave you is some basalt. That's what I hope. Something that wouldn't happen in a Hyatt because a Hyatt's a nice place. No, Attic, the Hyatt did nothing wrong. They opened up their doors for a group to have a conference in. They've done it probably a million times for other different groups. But if you're part of the, the conservative group in America, you're a Nazi and they should be closed because Nazis don't deserve these things. Even though conservatives have never had a concentration camp, they've never done this, they've never done that, but hey, we got to cancel them out. They're bad because they had this. Isn't it funny? How just, what, two years ago we were all bitching? We need more than two parties. Now we, now it seems like if you are a part of the second party, you are going to get canceled. It's down to one party, people. Bill Maher said it, and I've known that, and by the way, that number is not true. He said it was 62%. Uh, I guarantee. That number is more like closer to 80 to 82% of people who will not say what their political feelings are in this country. Oh, that that's way higher than 62%. They don't say anything because, A, they don't want to ruffle any feathers. They don't want to get into an argument with somebody. Because, you see, in this country... You're no longer allowed to say, oh, I voted for so-and-so without then saying, well, why did you vote for this person? Is that because you're a card-carrying Nazi? That is exactly what's happening. Yes, and people need to stand up to it. Y'all want to come after me? Come after me as much as you want. I ain't going anywhere. I am not going anywhere. I'm going to say things that are funny, and I don't care if they cross the line. The only people I care if they cross the line for is the ass family. Why? Because they're the only ones that matter. I'm here to entertain them. If you don't find me entertaining, then hey. Okay, move on. But if you don't find me entertaining... Why do you want to get me kicked off the air if you don't listen anyway? Because because you have hopes that they'll fill my slot. Well, nobody's going to fill my slot. There isn't all there there isn't going to be somebody new come to arnieradio.com and take over for me. Well, I, I didn't like it that way. I, I wish you said it a different way. Well, that's fine. I'm sorry I didn't say it in the way that you thought it would be better, but this is the way I'm going to say it. I hate it. I I, I truly... Th- this is the world that we live in now. This is the world that we're leaving to our children. This world where if you made a joke 10 years ago on Twitter or on social media, 
You're going to have to go back on your social media or Twitter and delete that shit before you become any kind of fucking predominant person in public. Because if you are, they will find that and they will cancel you. I'm not kidding. I, I'm look. I'm trying to look out for y'all. I could never run for office due to my my career in radio because they would go up and they and they have fucking. There's obviously audio of it. Me telling a little girl to dress up like a pink taco, or me telling women they can always lose ten pounds. Or me telling a Kobe joke. Or, or me telling that Biden joke this morning. I tell those to you because, well, you guys, you guys have what's called thick skin. And you know what jokes are. There used to be a lot more people in this country that were like you guys. That could handle it. If you can't handle it, then don't come into this room. It's that easy. Sad, 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 sad. And just give them time. Whoa. Operation Varsity. Whoa. Oh, that, that's nothing I want to see. It's Netflix. That ain't no fucking thing. Um, no, we do not have cake ogre. Now, this is good news right here, finally. We have some good news, ass family. States are starting to roll more and more back. Even Republican Texas Governor Wheels Abbott is expected to make an announcement this week to roll back the masks. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. It says we're working right now on evaluating when we're going to be able to remove all statewide orders. And we'll be making an announcement about that very soon. Come on. Come on. Repeal the masks. I'm ready. Oh, am I so ready? I'm ready to go on TikTok and do a video. Me losing the mask. No more mask. Arkansas has lifted almost all of its restrictions. Uh, Iowa, Missouri, and Florida. Wonderful states. Well, not really, but okay. Limits being lifted include capacity limits for bars, restaurants, gyms, large venues. Hutchinson, Hutchinson uh, is this the gov- yeah, governor of Arkansas, said the mask main- mandate will be lifted at the end of March if state's positivity rate is below 10%. Just get rid of it, man. Nobody likes these fucking things. And by the way, they don't work. I'm just happy to see this. California, that'll be happening for you. In, I don't know, 6 to 12 months or or years, whichever one comes first. Adam J., buenos dias, amigo. How are you, my friend? 
Republican Governor Ron DeSantis, he announced this last June that the state would not reimpose sweeping shutdowns. He said, we're not going back to closing things. And by the way, they haven't, and they've been fantastic. Maybe your uh, TikTok video can have Queens, I want to break free. I like that. I like that a lot. I want to break free and just take the mask off. I don't know about you guys, but, like, I'm still waiting for fucking movie theaters to open here in New Mexico. (laughs) Your theaters still aren't open? I know March 1st, today, today is March 1st. I know movie theaters in, in, uh, in New York City will be opening. New York City! Yes, they'll be opening today, 25% capacity. Maximum 50 people, I guess. I'm surprised they're not open. Well, I'm not surprised with the governor that you got there. Uh, Movie theaters are open here in Texas. They just haven't been putting anything worth a fuck in them. I love how Hollywood has fucked itself during this entire pandemic. I mean, there are states that have been open for a while. I mean, look look at this list. These are the states that Texas, Arkansas, Iowa, Missouri, Florida. I keep going to the bottom here. Uh, Idaho, Illinois, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. Uh, all these states, why not? Why not? Open the movie theaters up and and do that. And and by the way, Hollywood could give movies then. They don't want to because they don't want to get it's it's well, then do what you're doing. Release it there and then release it on HBO Max like they're doing with a lot of movies. I know that Friday coming to America 2 comes out on a prime video. Yes, I will be watching that. Cannot wait. I'll have a movie review for it uh, next Monday, a week from today. We'll be doing a movie review. So there you go. COVID sucks, but I have to say it has opened my eyes to just how corrupt and useless our government is. It all opened up my eyes to how many sheep live amongst us. It, it really has. I mean, now when we hear these numbers and they're so dramatically low, and a lot of that isn't due to the vaccine. By the way, the vaccine is... No, I'm not changing my mind on the vaccine. Did I think it was going to work? No, I didn't think it was going to work. I mean, this this new Johnson & Johnson one only works 66% of the time, meaning your own immune system is stronger than the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. What are you going to do for two weeks to slow the curve day? You, you know, I there's a political cartoon. It showed it, it showed Fauci holding some goalposts and actually walking backwards. He's moving the goalpost yet again. That's all these people do is move the goalposts. Uh, 
the the two weeks for flatten the curve day, I, I'm just probably going to get upset. That's what I'm going to do. All right, I got to play two songs because I have to go to the can. I, I oof, yeah, it's a big one here. Let's see, I'll play uh, uh, these two songs right here. Hopefully, this will give me enough time. I'll be back here in a second. Okay, okay. This is called uh, Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> Take me home tonight
part of that. I don't blame him. Good Lord, I should get a medal after that one. My God. Uh, All right. Now, last week I was asked to do a top ten list. I believe it was Andrew. Top ten greatest country albums of all time. Because last week we did the top ten greatest debut albums. That was it put some work into that. We found I, I we we put that up there. So these are the greatest, and there are a couple in there that were country albums. Now, do that. They have what it takes to make the greatest country albums of all time. Well, let's just see. Douglas, here's my list. Okay. Well, I I do have a list. Hold on. By the way, by the way, there was a new poll done over the weekend, very scientific poll on Twitter. 
asking, who's the greatest country and western singer of all time? Well, lo and behold, guess who it turned out to be? That's right, the one, the only, George Goddamn Straight. Yep. Yep. I agree with that completely. The greatest country singer of all time, George Strait. Yeah, it's up there. Here's my list. Don't, number one, don't listen to country. Okay. All right. Well, this is for all you country fans out there. Andrew, uh, Andrew's list. Here we go. Number 10, Showcase by Patsy Cline. Great record. Brand New Man, Brooks and Dunn. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. A lot about living, Alan Jackson. That was his second or third one. I the, the I, I I I think. Wait, hold on a sec. Let me let me let me go let me go to songs here. Alan, hey, I have a lot of, and we had a rule: no greatest hits. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, that's all I got for Alan Jackson's greatest hits. Here in the real world. I think, yeah, that was it. Here in the real world was his first album. You racist, it's Cowboy Troy. <laughs> I played chicken with the train, train. Uh, number seven, Jolene, Dolly Parton. Number six, Marty Robbins, Gunfighters, Ballads, and Trail Songs. I believe that has the song of the West Texas town of El Paso in there. Number five, Dwight Yoakam, Guitars and Cadillacs. Number four, I believe it was his second Maybe third album, but George Strait, Does Fort Worth Ever Crossed Your Mind? Number three, Oceanfront Property. Number two, The Highwaymen. The Highwaymen. And number one, uh, let's see. Number one, uh, I don't play that enough. Okay, I'll play Amarillo by Morning Today. Hold on a second. Uh, let Let me find it. Amarillo by Morning. Up from Sanatone. There we go. Whoop, nope. Wrong one. Hold on. Added to the wrong list. My bad. Now we got it on the right one. Uh, all right. Uh, the Highwaymen and number one. We said no greatest hits, but this is interesting. He saw the loophole that I had created for myself included. And put number one, Johnny Cash Live at Folsom Prison. Which ranks very, very high on my list as well. Not per se a greatest hits album. It's a live album. It's the greatest live album ever produced. Easily. But my number ten. All right. And and I have a list of songs. Yes, I I have the songs ready to go. My number ten. Ray Charles. It's uh, the modern sounds of country and western music, including this song. The other night, I was can't go wrong with Ray Charles. I can't be a racist. I got I got Ray Charles on my list. Found out I was mistaken. Great record. Record label didn't want him to do it. He said, no, I I love country music. Uh, Number nine, I have this guy, one, two, 
three times on my list. And it's simply because this album is so great and has some of my favorite songs on there. But George Strait's Most of the time I still raise a little cane With the boys There you go. I just did a video on TikTok with my headphones on. Uh, thank you, Cooper Antics. You're always watching. I appreciate that. You've got cool videos, too. Uh, let's see. I approve of live albums not being greatest hits albums. Sometimes a live album is better than the studio album. Yes, sometimes it is. Now, this next album. This is a far... Look, Troubadour has one of my all-time favorite songs that never got released called House With No Doors. It's phenomenal. This is, to me, George Strait's greatest... One of his greatest songs. One of his greatest ten songs. And they didn't release it. It's called Look Who's Back From Town, and it's on my number eight record, Honky Tonkville. I mean, th- this song is so country, and it doesn't even say the N-word. That's how country this song is. Those city lights drew you like a magnet. Yeah, you were impressed by his Mercedes, not my old pickup truck. I mean, that's just good shit right there. That's just good. Uh, all right, number seven. Boy, oh boy, this 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 album. I, I burned a hole in this CD over the course of one summer because it was just so good. And this is the title cut. Old Hank Jr. record called Whiskey Bent and Hellbound. I've got a good woman at home Who thinks I'd do no wrong God damn, is that a good record. If you don't have that and you're a fan of country music, what the hell's wrong with you? Ah, how about number six? Number six, you've been wanting Willie? All right, well, we got a Willie. I don't know why this is live. Wasn't live. Maybe I didn't love you. Redheaded Stranger by Willie Nelson. Quite as often as I could have. Can't go wrong with that. Number five. We mentioned this one in the honorable mentions for greatest uh, debut albums of all time. Flint Black is making the list, baby. Making the list. Can't go wrong with that song. Travis says, man, I've been singing along the whole time with my headphones on. Boss thinks I'm crazy. Okay. Now, this one also did make my greatest debut albums. It's number four on my greatest country albums of all time. You have this one? Yeah, I think you have this. Yeah, you better have this one. 
Anytime. Girl, you taught me how to hurt real bad and cry myself to sleep. Show me how this town shattered dreams. All right. Now, my final three. Boy, these are tough. These are tough. And this the reason why this song is on, this album is on there is because it does possess the greatest country song, one of the greatest country songs that ever, ever was released. The name of the title, the, the title of the album is I Am What I Am, and it's by the possum himself, by George Jones. He said, I'll love you till I die. Oh, man. I've got goosebumps. She told Giant goosebumps. It's like they're stepping on my arm. As the years went slowly by. God Almighty. Such a good song. She still prayed upon his mind. He kept her picture on his wall. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycles. His name is Black. That's cultural appropriation. Yes. Number two. Number two is the greatest live album to ever be recorded. Johnny Cash, live at Folsom. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison Awesome, awesome song right there. My number one album has my all-time favorite song on there. It's George Strait's really big break. And that's the album. The song that I love so much is the name of the album. Does Fort Worth ever cross your mind? One of my golden oldies right here. <laughs> we all know the words. We can just all sing along. Okay. Call Fort Worth Bear. Just ain't no good for jealous. I try. What a song. What a song. Boy, that was, that was a tough list. An easier list, and we might have to do one. Boy, I don't know if we can do this. We've done best debut album. Have we ever done? Where does I still, uh, I, I still, I can still make Cheyenne? Man, that's up there. That's a great song. Great rodeo song. And he mentions the word Chevy in there. Uh, Probably top top 15. 
I mean, I, I'm bordering on an idea right now. How about this? How about next Monday? I'm going to give you a week to work on this. Are you guys ready? Are, are, are you truly ready for this one? I don't know if you're ready. All right, here we go. Travis says, it breaks my heart every fucking time. Great song. That's what great songs do. We're going to do it next Monday. The top ten greatest songs of all time. I, I, I mean... Wow. Yeah, con- now, now look. I could break it down and do like like country music or all music or or rap music, greatest rap songs of all time. I I don't want to do that. I just want I just want to Man, top 10 all-time greatest songs. It can be anything. Anything and everything. I mean, Conway with this one? I mean, now I'm lying here with Linda on my mind. I mean, if I were to do greatest country songs of all time, that'd be the hardest. Li- I mean, wh- who do I leave off? Do, do, do I? Do... This is right up there. I can sing every fucking song of this. Well, I was born a coal miner's daughter. In a cabin on a hill in Butcher Holler. Here's another one I sing all the time. If it comes on and I got my windows down, I'll sing this song. I ain't afraid. You've come to tell me something. When I get you to the say Loretta, do a top 10 list best by genre, by genre, okay, well, we can do that, all right, so what do y'all want to do on Monday, I, I, I'm going to give you the opportunity on Monday, there you go, here, here, here it is, here's Jeopardy's music, you tell me what you want to do on Monday, if you want to do genre, tell me the genre you want to do, we'll do the top 10 greatest songs by genre on Monday. We'll, we'll, we'll go down that road. Here we go. Top 10 of all time, and then go by the genre. Okay, then then that's what we'll do. I agree. Uh, who said, Ogre, we need more of Patsy?
broken after midnight. Movie soundtracks, we can do that too. We've got a long list ahead of us. But Monday, Monday we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll break down the top ten greatest songs of all time. Now, if they, if they all happen to be rock in, in your category, then so be it. If they all happen to be country, so be it. We'll do a rock one, country. And, and by the way, Metallica falls in rock. We're not gonna we're not gonna break it down and do metal. We'll do rock, country. We'll do a pop one. Soundtracks. Uh, I just woke up and tuned in. How was my? Your list was great, Andrew. Way to sleep in, you jabroni. No, you had a great list. Now Monday. We're going to do the top 10 greatest songs of all time. Not country, not rock, not rap, whatever is in there. I mean, when I do rap, like 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 this could be in my rap. See, I don't want you to feel like I'm making this easy on you. This would be in my top 10 raps. Either this one or turn that mother out. But see, neither one of those are going to make my greatest 10 of all time. Maybe in the rap category they will. One of those will be in there. But of all time song, I don't know if I'll have a rap song in my top 10. Hmm. So there you go. That's what we got Monday. Setting the bar high. Greatest songs of all time. What do I put on from 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 Guns N' Roses? Do I do Paradise City? I mean, I think that's the greatest song on that album. So there you go. All right, we'll do that. We'll we'll do that on Monday. Boy, that's a lot of work. That's gonna be tough and a motherfucker right there. All right, let's see what other stories we got today. Okay, oh, I got to get rid of some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Okay, good on white. I did that story. Oh, I guess there's really great news to report. And, I mean, this is good news. I'm happy to hear this. I I don't like this person. But Lady Gaga's stolen dogs were returned to her safely. I mean, that's good news. Good. And her little dog walker professional dog walker is is going to make a full recovery oh, no no one see that there we go inbox sweet yeah i'm on tiktok now 
write them up. Sorry, I got to send this text. Important stuff going on here. Uh, Satana's favorite from Appetite is you're crazy. She definitely I can identify. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Uh, I think it's fair to say that you could leave Guns N' Roses off the list of greatest songs of all times. I don't think that's really fair to say. I, I, I honestly, off of your list, yes. What's the Gaga story? You don't know? Oh, okay, so her dog walker was in L.A. She was shooting some kind of video in, like, Europe. And some some old boy is walking her two French bulldogs, and these bad guys roll up on him in a car and tried to steal the dogs. And this little this, this little fruitcake, I guess, is holding on to him with all his, all his might. And they shoot him four times in the chest. And they stole the dogs. And then she came out. There was never ransom. I just want to point that out. There was never, like, official ransom. Like, NYPD, the... the the special units victim for animals did not get involved. They, there was no, 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 there was no live, no Elliot showing up. Rizzoli and Isles didn't show up. Police did it. They, they showed up. The young man's going to be fine. He was shot four times in the chest. The dogs were given back. She said that she would pay $500,000 for her two dogs. By the way, she's worth like $100 million. That's kind of cheap for your fucking dogs, ain't it, lady? But I'm just saying. Uh, the third dog was not taken, so they only wanted two of them, I guess. She's filming a movie in Rome. The dogs, I guess, were returned to a local police station and have been uh, safely reunited with Lady Gaga's reps. By the way, let, let me just say this right now. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to throw her under the fucking bus here. If I'm Lady Gaga and I'm in Rome, okay, let, let's say Arnie is filming a movie in Rome, which, you know, we could that could be happening. And I got word that somebody had shot my dog walker in the chest and stole Bubba. Now, Bubba and I have had our ups and downs. But you're goddamn right I'm on the first plane back. Somebody stole my dog. Who doesn't get on a plane right away? If she can afford a half-million-dollar ransom, she can say, "I look, when 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 Bevo died, I took a day off work, man. It was tough on me. Losing a dog sucks. I've never had a dog stolen, knock on wood. But you steal my damn dog, I'm going to fucking hunt you down. I am going to fucking Liam Neeson you. I'm going to call you up and tell you about this awesome set of tools I got, and then I'm going to cut your nut bag off. Talking about SVU, did you read 
L.A. SVU unit shut down due to defunding. Wow. You're welcome, L.A. Without that sex trafficking and serial rapist task force, I'm sure it's safer out there now. Amen. Bubba would be easy to find. Just find the trail of puke. Yeah. Either that or you hear somebody going, God damn it, this dog stinks. I want to 100% agree on a total bad move on her part by not coming home late. I was bullshit. I would have been on the first flight back when she should have been paid for informing. Yeah, I'd, I'd look. They're saying that maybe the dog walker's involved. I, I don't know if this is all. She's the first one that mentioned money. And look, I, I don't want anybody to get their dog stolen. I think that's terrible. Thor is, I believe, I think Thor is what? Thor. Last time I saw Thor, Thor was about nine years old, so he's getting up there. He's doing good. I, I couldn't have him where I was living. And that's why I got Bubba. Yes, he's still in Cali. I just find it amusing that they tried to blame it on Trump supporters instead of it was L.A. as a cesspool of fucking criminals. Really? Did they really blame it on Trump supporters? I didn't even see that. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I, I mean, it's not, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's dumb and it's gay and it's stupid. Uh, I guess the Golden Globes were on last night. I didn't watch. And I'm sorry. I I, I, I feel like I might have let y'all down. But let, let I, I just want to see who won. Let's see. 2021. That's what I want to see. All right. Here we go. Let's see. Best picture drama. Uh, well, the nominees are The Father, didn't see that. Gary Oldman, uh, The Mank, didn't see that. Trial of the Chicago 7, I saw that. It was on Netflix. Eh. Yeah, oh, Promising Young Woman. That movie fucking sucked. That movie was terrible. An effeminate dog walker might have been in on it. Has anyone investigated Jesse Smollett? <laughs> yes, they said it was because she sang the, at the inauguration. Did I miss your commentary on Trump's speech? Did you watch it? So is that, I did not watch. I've seen clips of it. Look, we know he's going to run for president again. That's pretty much what he said without saying it. And he talked about how bad of a job. Joe Biden is doing already. And by the way, we we couldn't all agree with him more on that. Just saying. There you go. All right, so the winner was Nomadland. This is that Frances McDormand thing where she lives in Slab City down in Southern, Southern California. What a hunk of shit. All right. Wow. Holy shit. Best picture, musical, or comedy? Borat won. By the way, wasn't that good. 
It beat prom, the prom, Palm Springs, music, and Hamilton. Holy shit, it beat Hamilton? Is Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda, does he have a gun in his mouth right now because he lost to Borat? Oh, Hamilton needs this. Hamilton needs to win the, the Academy Award so he can win something in everything. All right, best uh, actress, most in picture. Audra Day won for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Huh? Huh? I didn't know that movie was even out. She beat out Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and that bitch Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. I'm glad that bitch lost. Fuck that movie. That movie's nothing but a cock tease. It teases all kinds of awesome-looking violence, and then nada. Hamilton is on the verge of becoming cancel culture. No joke. Really? How? How can we get it canceled? Oh, I'd love that. That would make my day. If somehow we could get Hamilton canceled. Now, this is a tough one to to go against, so I'm, I'm not going to open that barrel of fucking ass whooping. Chadwick Boseman won for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Chadwick Bowman, Bozeman, he was Black Panther, died last year, cancer. Beat out Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tahar Ryam, the Manchurian. Okay. I can live with it. Best Actress, Most in Picture, Musical Comedy, I Care a Lot, Rosamund Pike. That was, a, that was the chicken Gone Girl. This movie just came out like last week, too, on Netflix. I Care a Lot. Uh, the girl that was in the Borat movie didn't win. Kate Hudson didn't win for music. Michelle Pfeiffer didn't win for French Exit. And Anya Taylor-Joy didn't win for Emma. Best Actor, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yikes. Beat out Lin-Manuel Veranda. Oof. He didn't even win this? He lost to Borat in this? This is fantastic. Critics say it glorifies the founding fathers who are racist slave owners. Even Lin-Manuel Veranda says he's open to the idea of the discussion. What a pushover fag. What an asshole. The thing that he wrote, and he even put blacks in there in white roles in, in, in this Hamilton thing and was considered revolutionary, considered groundbreaking, and now he's even willing to push his masterpiece over? What a bag of shit. James Corden, The Prom. Dev Patel, Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg, Palm Springs. 
Best Supporting Actress, Jodie Foster won, the Manchurian. Hey, I'm Jodie Foster. How's everybody doing, y'all? I'm Jodie Foster. Remember me? I was Clary Starling. She beat out Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. She wasn't going to win that either. Mm-mm, not the way Hollywood votes. Olivia Coleman, the father. Amanda Seafried, her big-ass eyes and mank. And Helena Zignal, News of the World. Oh, that's that shitty Tom Hanks movie. Best Supporting Actor, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Beat out Sasha Baron Cohen for Trial of the Seven. Jared Leto, The Little Things. That movie sucked dick. That movie was terrible. Do not see The Little Things. It was terrible. What do we got here? Director. No. No, don't like any of the best screenplay. Aaron Sorkin, he can go fuck himself. Best picture animated. That don't look that animated to me. Looks like a picture of Jamie Foxx. The Crudes, they finished second or didn't win. Oh, best foreign film. Don't need to see that. Best score. Don't care. Best song in a motion picture. It's all crap. Best drama series. The Crown won for the TV. Beat out The Mandalorian, Ozark, Ratchet, and Lovecraft Country. Best musical comedy series, Shocking at Shit's Creek. It wins everything. Ted Lasso was nominated. I highly recommend Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is a great show on Apple. If you can get that, watch it. It's fantastic. Best TV motion picture, The Queen's Gambit. Don't watch those. Best actress, motion picture and TV. Don't care. Best actor, Mark Ruffalo. Fuck Mark Ruffalo. He's a bag of shit. Drama series, Emma Corn won for The Crown. You people watch that shit. The Crown. Who cares about that? Best TV actor drama, The, the Crown. Jason Bateman, Bob Odenkork. Hoo-ha, Al was nominated. Yeah, uh, All those guys are better than this idiot in The Crown. Catherine O'Hara won for Shit's Creek. Shocking. Ooh, J- Jason Sudeikis won. Hey, that's awesome. He won for Ted Lasso. Great, great show. Hey, finally, somebody beat out Shit's Creek. Best Supporting Actress TV. Don't care. Elena Bottom Carter. Boy. Fight Club. She was something else. No, no, no. Cecil B. Me Bill Award went to Jane Fonda. Carol Burnett Award went to Norman Lear. So there you go. There, there's all your entertainment news from the Golden Globes. But bags of shit. I didn't watch it. I, I, I don't think that they were like at the, the Beverly Hills Hilton the way they usually do it, to where it's like a, a big drunk fest, and it's kind of fun, fun to watch. And the hosts were Tina Fey and uh, the one that's always with her, Amy Poehler. Can't, I, I can't stand either one of them. Oh, let's see. 
Oh, a joke on a Netflix series got the hashtag. Uh, okay, the series is called Jenny in Georgia. Okay. I want to see what the joke was. Can I see what the joke is? Uh, Taylor Swift spoke out after made a joke about the singer's dating history. Uh, the series focuses on angsty 15-year-old girl named Jenny, who is now forced to move to New England with her mom. The series contains a line that's upset both Swift and her fans, with one of the characters asking, What do you care? You go through men faster than Taylor Swift. She called out Netflix for the lazy and deeply sexist line. Huh? Man, come the fuck on. Hey, hey, Taylor, stop going through men like they're fucking Tic Tacs. Stop meeting them up like you're in a fucking Pez dispenser. Look, I, I don't care. I don't care if you've been with your current guy for six months a year. Oh, it's Janae. Jenny was in Alabama. It's Janae. Thank you. Also at Netflix after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. You, you broken heart, happy Women's History Month, I guess. Taylor Swift needs to just shut the fuck up. Okay, look, she wants to release her own records and start getting paid from them. All right, fine. I, I went along with it. I, I gave in. All right, I'm just. Hey, you know what? I'm just tired. I'm old. I'm I'm sick, and I'm tired of this bullshit from this chick. Who the fuck is she? She ain't nobody. Nobody said you got your career by sucking dick, okay? You, you're not you're not Ashley Judd. Did you go through your rankings of cock while, while becoming a star? Yes, you did. Didn't make you a better songwriter. I don't care if you use that. Most people use what happened to them in their lives to go and create music. Good for you. But you did have a lot of fucking boyfriends. Now, I ain't saying that you're giving up your ass to all of them. But there was a time that you had gone through quite the Rolodex, hon. And people are upset at people like Miley Cyrus, who was with the Hemsworth fella for quite some time. While while fucking Taylor's getting railed and gang-banged in every fucking Soho fucking hotspot there is. If she wasn't a popular music person, she would be known as a town bicycle. I don't think, no, that's what I think. See, this is what I think about Taylor Swift. If Taylor Swift never sang a note, boy, wouldn't that be a joy. But if she never sang a note, she would have probably gone on her life probably being, I don't know, a teacher or a librarian. 
And I don't think that she would have been quite the cock gobbler that she turned into as a megastar. <laughs> Can't Mark David Chapman become a huge fan of Taylor Swift like he was a fan of John Lennon? Yeah, no shit, right? But instead, what happens is Taylor becomes popular, and she starts dating all these guys, like Jake Gyllenhaal, one of the Jonas Brothers, uh, what's his name? John Mayer. I mean, she went out with a lot of guys in a short time. Now, did she fuck them all? No, and I'm I'm thinking that's why they broke up. A, because she's a shitty lay. She was young. She didn't want to give up the poo. I get it. But I think once she started giving up the poo, and by poo, I mean pussy, once she started handing out left and right, everybody found out that her milkshakes don't bring the boys to the yard. Because I'll say, I will say this with a billion percent. I, I just. Ah, guarantee. She has never given an adequate blowjob. I'm just going to say that right now. Has she tried? Yeah, she probably fumbled around with it, bit it a couple times. But now that she is. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, I mean, I mean, look at her. She's a gozillionaire. She has not had a cock around her trap in so long. This is why she gets those little, like, glued uh, to her face microphones. That way she doesn't, she, she's not holding something phallic, beating it into her mouth. Do you think? St- uh, do you still think she's a dead lay if she gets surprised with backdoor action? It would be like whoopsie, but I wouldn't stop. Well, then, th- then you're going to be raping her. So we got to be careful. I say that like that because that's what happened to Kobe. Oh, I, I, I think that she's got that that region covered up. I, I think that that she has a special plug that she inserts into her butthole. And says nothing can enter. She has never gone down that ride. She has never drove down Brown Street. No. Uh Uh-uh. That's a no-turn lane in Taylortown. Mm-mm. And these these celebrity males, they they break up with her. Why? Well, because they're used to getting the puh. I don't think she... A lot of people say they think that she lost her virginity to Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know. I'm not sure. By the way, if I was Taylor and I lost my virginity to Jake Gyllenhaal, I'd be fucking upset too because I lost my virginity to fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. God almighty. Holy shit, was Andy Dick not available? Jake Gyllenhaal is fucking terrible. Mainly because he's he's related to Maggie Gyllenhaal. One of the ugliest women who have ever been in Hollywood. Ever. Uh, she uses one of those shell plugs for hunting shotguns. Yeah, exactly. 
But if she wasn't in music, I think that she'd be like a librarian, a teacher, something nice, maybe a veterinarian. Probably have a couple kids already. She seems like she's that kind of person. I mean, I still hate her. And she's like suing some theme park for playing her music. I understand rights and things like that. But if we're supposed to be opening up now and opening our minds up to a lot more things, is it really that big a deal that some shitty amusement park in Colorado is playing one of your songs over and over again? They didn't get the licensing and all that kind of stuff. And Taylor Swift is saying, oh, this is bad. I don't know how it's bad for The optics on Taylor Swift are never good. She's only going to be Kanye's victim for a little bit longer. And then finally people are going to be like, yep, enough. Remember the story about the DJ that grabbed her ass a couple years ago? And she ended up winning a dollar from him in court. And the dude got fired. And he was hired by another station pretty much immediately. I got I, I got to know, ass family. If you're doing the, the, the meet and greet and you have a chance to maybe put your hand on Taylor Swift's backside, do you do it? See, Douglas says, yes, I do it. I don't know. I don't know if I do it or not. Here's the reason being is I, I really like radio a lot. I liked it when I was working in there. And look, this guy somehow, I don't know how he got another job so quickly. It's because he was in the news, and that's a great way to add publicity to your failing morning shows to add this guy to it. I I don't know, because I'm afraid that she's going to have power. I won't because I'm already canceled. I don't want to be famous and canceled. Okay. Nope, I'd pick a nipple if it's going to be a dollar. <laughs> it only cost me a dollar, maybe. That's a good price for me grabbing ass, yeah. Oh, if it's only going to cost me a dollar, I'm going to play whist- whistle or lose it with her. Taylor, no. Kim K, yes. Well, fuck, Kim K ain't going to be able to tell you're grabbing her ass. She's like, is there something happening in Morocco right now? Yeah, can you imagine playing Whistler or Lose It with Taylor Swift? By the way, did Taylor Swift get a boob job? 
We need we need to find this out. Hmm, did Taylor Swift get a boob job? Oh, that picture, yes. She looked amazing, black body conscious woman. Swift hasn't spoken out about whether or not she had cosmetic surgery done, but we're still wondering, did she get a oh God almighty, she got a boob job done. Hold on a second here. Let's see this. Taylor Swift sparks plastic surgery rumors after showing up to the Globes with two fuller friends. And it looks like her romance with current flame Joe Alwyn continues to heat up as the two were reportedly very flirty. At this the is from like last year, so if they've already broken up. More about this alleged boob job. <laughs> Holly Scoop. Hey, what's up, Holly Scoopers? I'm Lauren Ashley Beck. Have y'all seen Taylor Swift lately? The girl is really feeling out in more ways than one. Two to be exact. That's right, T-Swift made a surprise appearance at the Golden Globes last night in a form-fitting gown, which sparked rumors that Tay-Tay got a boob job. You heard me right. The 29-year-old wow. allegedly got some work done, and I can't say I hate it. Let's just take a quick peek at a boob. Sorry, I mean peek-a-boo at T-Swift's appearance oh my from God. then to now. Swifty's boobs look fabulous, and fans want in on the action yep. from whoever... Oh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and say, yep, she got a boob job done. I don't know when it was done, if it was done last year or whenever it was, but that girl has gotten a boob job done. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I may have missed part of the segment. Uh, what was the consequence of grabbing her ass? The guy got fired from his radio station job, and she sued him, and she he had to pay her a dollar. So there you go. That's that's why that was a, a, a big deal. Let's see. Prince Philip moved to new hospital. That old son bitch is gonna die. Hey, I mean that's the queen's husband. That son bitch is done. Uh, oh, here's another person. You know what? Hey, 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 hey. As as somebody who's been fat my whole life, let me let you in on a little secret. We know. All right, we 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 know that we're fat. Okay, we we've always known, and we're always gonna know. And there are some people that that take the weight off and they don't look right. You look at me like, oh, geez. And I guess this happened last week down in Malibu. Jonah Hill was out surfing and he's wearing a wetsuit. I'm going to tell you, wetsuits don't make anybody really look that good. But if you have extra poundage, and, and look, Jonah has been battling his extra poundage ever since he's gotten to Hollywood. Why, dude? Why? Because your good buddy Seth told you that'd be a good idea, and you're gonna, you, it hasn't worked. So I don't think I ever took my shirt off in a pool until I was in my mid thirties. Probably would have happened sooner if my childhood insecurities weren't exaggerated, exacerbated by years of public mockery about my body by press and interviewers. Boy, I tell you what, man. 
Hey, hey, Jonah, good luck finding that fucking hairy man in there somewhere. Because I'll tell you this right now. If I'm Jonah Hill and I'm in Hollywood, okay, first of all, after super bad, after, after anything, I would have been slaying ass. And when an interviewer comes to me and goes, oh, bro, I'm amazed. let's say he's from Great Britain. How do you equate your success? Do you think you'd be more successful if you weren't so fat? I'd look at him and go, hey, Jessica Alba was eating my fucking ball sack last night. I think that's pretty fucking successful, don't you? I'm tired of this. I'm so tired of this. You don't have to be fat to be funny. Jonah Hill's already proven that. He clarified that these types of images no longer phase him. That's why he's speaking out about it, because it still doesn't phase him. Okay. I'm 37, finally love and accept myself. This isn't a good for me post, and it's definitely not a feel bad for me post. It's for the kids who don't take their shirt off at the pool. Have fun. You're wonderful, awesome, and perfect. No, they're not. They're fat. You're not wonderful. You're not perfect. You're fat. It's up to you if you want to take your shirt off. I took my shirt off. I worked at a fucking water park. I knew I was fat. I could swim, though. This idea of, of, oh, I love myself now. You should have loved yourself back then, you, you chunky fucking bastard. And we all make fun of the big giant scar on your arm anyway. Doug says, I don't think grabbing her ass is worth losing my job. I wouldn't have a problem paying her a dollar, but I would prefer to not having to get another job that potentially will not be as good as the one I have. Exactly. Lizzie is going to have to help Philip uh, off often uh, so she can marry Nick Nolte. They can have so much golden shower fun together. Oh, man. Just tired. I, I, you know, this is, this is the part. Look. Fat people need to realize that uh, ain't nobody going to stand up for us. The the cellulite challenge bullshit that I talked about the other day, the, this this you're a bad person if you're tall, the tall what, what was it racism and if you're tall you're racist. This idea, look, no matter what your difference is, I'm going to let you in on a little secret, especially about being a kid. Y'all ready? Y'all need to gather around real quick. Kids will find anything they can and use it against you if you're at all different. They'll make fun of you for being tall, for being short, for being fat, for being too skinny, for wearing a green shirt that looks like fucking pea soup to your haircut to the color of your hair, to the color of your eyes, to the kind of shoes you decide to wear to school. See, they don't care. You're not going to ever please them. And this idea of, well, I, I'm okay now. You, know, you got to teach your kids at a lot younger age. Just fucking deal with it. Daddy called me fat. Well, that's because you're fat. Do something about it. I've chosen not to do anything about it. I'm still fat. Oh, well. Deal with it. Oh, aren't you not going to live as long? I don't want to. 
I've done I've done plenty. I'm good. You're a burden on the healthcare system. Really, I'm a burden on the healthcare system when I never go to the hospital. Okay, try again. I mean, look, I, I've heard them. I've heard a bunch of these. And I'm here to tell you that people need to stop listening to these strong, woke celebrities like Jonah Hill who says it's okay for you to take your shirt off. It's always been okay for you to take your shirt off. Take it off. And by the way, if you don't want to, then don't take our shirt off. But no, those kids are going to make fun of you for wearing the shirt in there. They're going to make fun of you if you take the shirt off. So it's a lose-lose either way. Yes, Douglas, if you're completely beautiful, the kids will find a new flaw or make one up. Kids are vicious little creatures. Yes, they are. And they turn into vicious little adults, too. I mean, look, I'm not very proud of this, but I once broke up with somebody. They called me, and they're all crying and stuff. I didn't want to talk to them. I told them, man, I broke up with you because your cooch stank and hung up. You know how bad that fucks with somebody's brains? That, that, that's a bad one to say, and I've apologized to that person since in written form. I didn't want to go anywhere near him. But I made that shit up because that's what we do. We, we, it, no matter what stage of life you're in, you're going to find something about somebody that you don't want to like. Now, did, did this? No, it didn't stink. She didn't know. I had friends who made fun of me for being a test tube baby, which is completely inaccurate as I was natural birth, LOL. Yes. Our moms wore combat boots. My mom never wore combat boots. This whole idea that we need to be overly nice to one another all the time, what kind of world is that? Is that where I take the merry-go-round to work? That's my daily commute as I jump on the merry-go-round and stop three-quarters of the way, and there I'm at my job in Candyland. I'm not telling you to be overly vicious to people or put people down or use slurs or things like that. But what I'm trying to do is tell you that the real world this this nice and, and, and uppity shit doesn't it, it doesn't live. It doesn't live in Jonah Hill's world. I guarantee you Jonah Hill has turned down girls because they were too fat to sleep with him. Jonah Hill's pretty much an A-list guy in Hollywood. He can get whatever he wants. Next time you see Jonah Hill with a woman, just go, okay, she's with him because he's Jonah Hill. And by the way, that's fine. He's still getting it. Do you think John Holmes got made fun of for having a subway foot long? I think there are some people. I think there are some people that, that were like, hey, John, can you put that goddamn thing away? There's no way that thing's going in me. You freak. Guarantee you John Holmes was called a freak. If anyone has a few minutes, you can check out an old SNL clip with Woody Harrelson from the 90s called Take Off Your Shirt. 
That's the beach where all the guy friends had weird defects or gorilla hair. It's fucking hilarious. Yes. Take off your shirt. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So his dad says, Dalton and Roadhouse said it perfectly. What if they call my mama a whore? Well, is she? Get over it. Yes. Man, people say a lot of things that I don't like. I don't cancel them, and I don't assault them as much as I'd really like to. There are plenty of people that say dumb shit all the time, say mean shit all the time. I can choose not to listen to that person anymore. That's about as far as I'll go. This idea, though, that we live in this make-believe, fairy tale, feel-good world where nobody is different and everybody is treated the same. Wake the fuck up. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, girl Jonah Hill was dating? She was stick thin. He obviously had specific body type he'd prefer. And, and by the way, he should be able to get with the body type that he prefers. If that's what he prefers, then yeah. MJ says, I saw a Rocco dildo at a sex shop with my girlfriend. I said, holy shit. She said, guys equipped like that are very lonely. Oh, Rocco Cifaretti was never lonely. Rocco Cifaretti was the king. He used to take his sons on porno shoots with him. That's fucking insane. I, I've just, I, I've grown to where we are as a society now that that people get canceled for name calling and, and doing things. And it used to be a lot of that stuff was done in fun. And I think, honestly, Saturday Night Live being one of the more woke shows on TV it being so woke is why it's not funny anymore. Is because they're so afraid. Everybody right now is so afraid of being canceled. I get and and honestly, I get that that's a real fear out there. And Z's is sorry is the greatest example to ever use. He was a terrible comedian. Shouldn't have got as far as he did. But he did, and he kept working at it, and he was accused of raping a chick because she had second thoughts the next day. She was done, and she didn't like it, so she reported him to the Me Too people, and his career was over. It turned out she was lying. She apologized, and Zizasari still hasn't come back. Still, and that's from two years ago. So I get that the cancel culture is real, it's real until we finally start to say enough and continue to buy that country artist, whatever his name is, Malin's records, if you like him. I don't like him. I'm not going to buy one of his records just to say, hey, stick it in your eye there. The guy came out of his car, said the N-word to a friend of his who wasn't black, didn't use the hard R. Country music pretty much booted him out. That's right, country music. Yet his album sales, he's the biggest selling artist in 2021. And I'm glad. that You know what that shows? That shows there are some people willing to stand up to cancel culture. And I'm glad to see that. 
Do you think that John Belushi, John Candy, and Chris Farley cared if people called them fat? Hell no. They were all fat and actually funny. The only one that had a problem with it was Farley, from what I understand. He used to go, oh, fat guy fall down, everybody laugh. But he knew what he was. He had, he had a lot of demons that he was wrestling with. But he knew what his role was. And he knew that he could have changed. He was a hell of an athletic guy. He could have easily gotten down if he wanted to. He didn't want to. I can't say that I blame him. He didn't want to change his life. Okay? That's his life. I'm so proud of all the people that I can help, whether it's get off alcohol, whether it's get off drugs, whether it's talking them out of suicide. I'm very, very proud of all that work. But I know it's not my job. It's not what I'm supposed to do. If I can help somebody out, I help them out. If it doesn't work, you know, I, I'm bummed that it didn't work, but I'll move on. These people, these people like like Jonah Hill now saying, oh, I, I want these kids to take their shirts off now. Well, that's kind of weird to say that to a kid, but okay. But where were you 20 years ago? You know, it was all right 20 years ago. The girls aren't going to find me attractive. Well, fucking boo-hoo. Boo-hoo. There are plenty of ugly fucking bitches out there, too. I'll go and make fun of them with you if that makes you feel better. Uh, but the problem is, Scott, here's the real thing. Uh, I wonder how we would be treated as a society for laughing at Chris Farley for the Pratt Falls and the tight clothes. We would be the evil ones that were making him so fat and made him so sick. We would be the canceled ones. I think it should be a school requirement that all elementary kids be forced to watch Red Dawn and Roadhouse to teach them about life. Swayze needs to reteach the youth. I I couldn't... Correct the mundo! Let me just say it right now. Sawyer's dad, listener of the day with that one. That we're going to force kids to watch Roadhouse every day or at least once a semester at school? Fuck, I am great with that. Roadhouse. Damn right. Oh, and Red Dawn. Okay, they are uh, they are all like, man, this joke is so great, but I will never work in Hollywood again if I use it. Well, and that's the problem is, is that that's a real concern out there. But who do you want to be true to? Do you want to be true to you and your artistry and tell that joke, or do you want to hold that joke back and just keep giving it your almost? Look, I've, I've had to wrestle with that. There are jokes out there that I want to tell all the time. And I know I can't. I have to. It, it, and, and by the way, it's not because I've gotten more sensitive. No. It's because of the cancel society. If the cancel society didn't exist, I would have told that Kobe joke in the three minutes I, I, it took me to create it. But now you have to kind of be a little proactive. And I'm not worried about them coming after me. The 
the cancel culture. They're all a bunch of assholes anyway. If they come after me, I'll just say they're coming after me because I'm overweight. And I'm confident in my overweight. Amy Schumer was always here to make us laugh, said no one ever. Amen to that. Uh, The way that things are going, I think being genuine and honest, even if it ruffles feather is the right right way to go. People are seeking genuineness with all the fakery out there. I think so. And, and, you know, I've seen a lot of videos on YouTubes of comedians getting heckled. There's one guy who always gets heckled, but I think he calls for hecklers, so I, I really can't buy him. But there are these PC hecklers out there that'll fucking ruin you. I don't know. If you've never been on a stage, it, it takes a little hoospa to get on a stage. And if you've got a plan and a set in your head of how the jokes are going to go and how they're going to roll... When somebody heckles you, it throws you off your game. And you got to be able to respond to it or move on or ignore them and continue to do your show. But today's world, you have all these PC hecklers out there. You can't say anything. But I would rather hear, I would rather hear a joke that makes me groan Than, than for the artist not to be themselves. This is like going to an Andrew Dice Clay concert and not hearing the, the nursery rhymes. Not hearing hickory dickory dock. Some chick was sucking my cock. The clock struck two. I dropped my goo and dumped the bitch out of the next block. Pretty good memory. Uh, you can always take the Bill Hicks approach and just start yelling at them. Uh-huh. Get get angry, Arnie, on stage. No, that would become violent angry, Arnie. And I, I really don't need to be, be, you know, putting up bail every time I do a stand-up set. Because I, I'm, I'm there. I'm not at the point where I, I want to have a wacky one-on-one funny conversation with somebody who's ruining the night that there are a lot of people who pay to see me perform because they like my humor. And now some asshole wants to interrupt that. And I think most comedians feel this way. That if they got the chance to either verbally assault the person or physically assault the person and get away with it, which one would they choose? I think all comedians choose the physical assault. Because it's a no-brainer, I'm gonna fucking outwit him on stage. It, it, look, don't, don't fuck with me. I, I've been heckled, and it's fine. You, you want to try? You want to come after me? That's fine. And, and let me, let me just say this: on, I've never heckled anybody. I've, I laughed a little bit too much at a carrot top joke, and by a little too much, I mean even a guffaw, but it was fake, and he heard me. Nothing booked yet. Making some calls this week, Sawyer's dad. But there's so many comedians out there that aren't willing to do their set because they're worried. Gosh, I might have this joke. So I, I had somebody walk out on one of my shows one time. 
And and I don't care. It was one person. So I was like, shit. Uh-huh. Warbird says, I got your back. You know I'm the single best stage bouncer in the business besides Dalton. Amen to that, Warbird. So I was telling the story about my dad. And, and I love this story about my dad because it shows how his humor was. It shows how quick he was. It shows shows everything that I aspire my comedy to be. We were in the... Uh, in the big room where, where the entire congregation gets to hear the, the sermon. We're in the cathedral, I guess, part. I don't know what the hell it's called. We're in the big arena part of the church. Standing there waiting for it to start on time. Standing there with my dad and my mom. And this old retired past, uh, pastor walks over. Puts his arm around my dad. And I was told I can do this joke as long as I use my dad's voice. I said, okay. It's just such a great story. That's that's what makes this so funny is the story that goes with it. You're in church. Sunday morning. A retired pastor comes over to you and says, hey, Jerry, how you doing? My dad says, boy, I'm doing good. How are you? And the pastor looks at my dad and says, oh, Jerry, you have to be careful. You can't say that word boy around black folks. My dad didn't even do the the, the usual look around before you tell a, a black joke. He just, he just looks at him and he goes, oh, I, I, I don't call them boys. I call them niggers. When he, I call them niggers. When he said that, I wanted to laugh so hard, but my mother had her elbow so deep in my rib cage. Now, he said it as a joke. He didn't mean it any any way except as a joke. Now, you tell that joke today. Oh, my dad's a fucking card-carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, I was there, and it was hilarious. That hairy bitch. Yeah, didn't somebody walk out when I was showing the hair magazine, too? They left the hair to stay. I think someone else left at the hard R. I didn't use the hard R, did I? Yeah, I guess I did. But it's such a good story. It's such a funny story. That's it, and that's the best part about that story. I couldn't believe that he said that in church to a pastor. That was my dad. It was Harry Bitch in Reno. Yeah, I remember, I remember one left in Reno. Somebody left, though, when I when I performed at that sports bar in downtown Sacramento. Somebody left at that joke. Addict Brian, I think, knows the girl that left. And I don't care if you leave. I, I mean, it bums me out that you're leaving. You paid money to come see my show. Sorry sorry that I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do the why the chicken cross the road joke because I don't find that funny. The thing about comedy to me is it, it's, it's really straightforward. Whatever's funny is funny. The end. If it causes another human being pain, but we find funny, then that's funny. 
There is a pain aspect. There is a mean aspect in comedy that it has to be there. Or it's just, it, it, it's kindergarten shit. Literally, why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side? That's not a funny joke. That's a dumb. The joke, why did they bury a secretariat in the side of a mountain? Because he was dead. See, and you have to tell it that way. That's a funnier joke. But it's the same thing. It's the same cross the road to get to the other side. He's dead. That's why he's buried. People are probably leaving due to family emergencies. Yes, I've knocked up all their children. Oh, my God, Arnie, I can't believe you'd say something like that. I just don't. And that's the thing. I just don't get it anymore either. I don't get why. Why do people want to be so offended at everything? That's the thing that, that just bothers me the most. Oh, gosh, you know what gets me? No, well, nothing, because I'm not going to tell anybody what gets me. I'm going to try to figure that out on my own. I don't want shit to get me. Yeah, like why did the pervert cross the road? He was stuck to the chicken. Yeah, you, you have to get that. You have to go that route. Yes, yes, the, the chicken is being assaulted in the rear end. But you can't do that. Uh, let's see. Uh, chicken crossing road is a fact, not a joke. Why is six afraid of seven? On the other hand, hilarious because seven, eight, nine. Yes, absolutely. Here's a joke that's real. What's the square root of 69? And you, you, you tell that one. This is the way you tell that one. Look, let, let me give you. Yeah, what's the square root of 69? Yeah, eight something. By the way, that's true. Eight, the number eight something. But see, when you tell it, you go eight something. And see, that's like that's like oral sex. Yeah. Uh, why does Michael Jackson like twenty-eight-year-olds? I don't know, Douglas. Why does Michael Jackson like twenty-eight-year-olds? Because there's twenty of them. <laughs> that's funny. And uh, see that I'd never heard that before. That was funny. That was good. Bravo. Bravo. J.J. Watt to the Cardinals? Well, I thought he wanted to win a championship. I'm tired of all these athletes that come out, oh, I want to win a championship. Ah, I've been in the league forever. I want to win a championship. You ain't going to win a championship in Arizona, stupid. Why didn't you just sign on with the Buccaneers? Hello, they're going to win next year. I didn't expect that laugh. Thanks. Oh, that was a fucking great joke. 
Has anyone heard from ECV Gary? No, I haven't seen him. I don't know where he is. I literally just said that, huh? It, the Cardinals are not the team. Dumb fuck. God almighty, I don't understand this. This would be like anybody signing with the fucking Rangers right now. See, Chiefs hope Mahomes' toe is ready for minicamp, right? Michigan Baylor, let's see. Seems betting of Callaway short sighted. Right, let's see something here. Let's, let's go football. Let me go news and football. Home. J.G. Watt announces signing with the Cardinals. What a fucking idiot. What a fucking tool bag he is. You know, I didn't like him that much to begin with. I don't like him anymore at all. Looks like Big Ben is going to stay with the uh, Steelers. I think that's a terrible move. That guy's 806 years old. Cuts for the Eagles and more. How six teams can get salary cap hell. Well, all I know is that Russell Wilson to Dallas. Oh, it's starting to gain traction. Where are all the Cowboy haters out there? Russell Wilson to the Cowboys? Does that make the Cowboys a contender? I think maybe. You have a better chance of signing with the Cowboys to get a ring. Thanks, Stackar. I appreciate that, buddy. Andrew says, I think Breeze is coming back for another year. They showed a workout video of Drew Breeze yesterday in, uh, I guess he's in Hawaii working out. And, like, he pushed the sled further than anybody's ever pushed it before and then got back. I think Breeze comes back for one more. They're not a bad team. I mean, they're all fucking old as shit. But who you got in that division? Oh, that's right. You got Tom Brady. Shit. You're going to make it to the playoffs at least again. You get to play against Tom Brady twice. Maybe you'll beat him twice again this year. Carolina. Who else is in there? Carolina, Tampa, New Orleans, and who? Who's in that fucking division? Standings. Oh, oh, Atlanta? Oh, God damn, that's a dog shit division. If Wilson goes to the Cowboys, he's going to get destroyed behind that O-line like Dak did. I don't think so. Stack car, you need to just zip it, pal. I hope for God's sakes they lose twice in the regular season so we have a shot in the postseason. Oh, shit. Let's see. Green Bay, uh, that division sucks. That one could suck. AFC South, garbage. AFC North, getting better. AFC East, hot garbage. That's flammable garbage. That's how hot that shit is. By the way, and here we are. Look at that. Here we are talking goddamn football, and yesterday was the first spring training games of the season. I mean, come on. We got to do better than that, people. It's baseball season. 
Wilson going to Raiders, Mariota to Cowboys. Nope, no, 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 no. What trade did I see? I saw I saw Russell Wilson going to Dallas. Uh Dak Prescott going to the Raiders. And then uh Carr, Derek Carr going to uh Seattle. And then there's a bunch of there's a bunch of uh, like second or third round picks in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mariota to Cowboys. No. No, I don't think so. That guy's a bust. But we'll see. We'll see. And I do wanna I do wanna have the conversation on this show. You know what? Let's start the conversation now. We're gonna end the show a little early today. But we're going to have this conversation anyway. I want you to think of this. What would it take to be the greatest player in NFL history? What would that take? And I'm talking greatest player in NFL history. Not greatest quarterback, not greatest running back. Greatest player. We can do a, a, a Final Four version of this real quick. The greatest player to ever play in the National Football League. I'm working on my list right now. Mm. Boy, who else do I? Let's see. Remember the old days of a player getting traded for a crate of baseballs? We need that again. Imagine J.J. Watt getting traded for a crate of Band-Aids and crutches. Shit, they couldn't trade that shit away. They're going to need it now that he's there. Fuck. Okay, I, I can put him on there. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Okay, and then All right, I have my list. Uh Source Dad says I want to say Jerry Rice, but I'm not really a football fan. Jerry Rice is my number four. It's tough. This uh, this is a tough, tough list. I have two offensive guys and two defensive guys. Uh, let's see. Andrew has Walter Payton, Joe Montana, prime time, and Tom Brady. Sorry, Dave Go. Okay. Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, Jim Brown, Deion Sanders. Good list. Good list. Uh, my number four is, is Jerry Rice. My number three, and he could be moved up to number two very easily, is Deion Sanders. The more I've I've thought about Deion as an athlete, as a football player, I mean, when he was playing cornerback, he shut down half the field. 
Literally, he would shut the, the quarterbacks wouldn't even throw in that direction. And I think he changed the game. I mean, kickoff returns, punt returns, interception returns. Look, and and you can hate Dion for being such a a flashy showboat. Boy, but he backed all that shit up. Uh, Straight Fire has Brady. Barry Sanders, Mean Joe Green, Jerry Rice, no order. Okay. Oh, uh, Stackar has Montana, Rice, Ray Lewis, and Sanders. Montana, Brady, Lott, White. All right. My number two, nobody's mentioned this guy yet, and I'm very, very surprised at you guys. I think he's the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. That's Lawrence Taylor, LT. LT, I mean, he, he changed. Changed how the position of linebacker was played. He changed how defenses were played. I got LT in there at number two. And number one, some people have said it, not enough. Number one player is Jim Brown. Jim Brown's the greatest football player to ever play. He fucking ran over people. He had all these yards, and they played a lot less, like four less games. I love Emmett for, for what he did with the rushing rec- record. I love him for it. I'm glad that he owns that record. I do not want to see Adrian Peterson get anywhere near it. It's hard for me to say that that Emmitt is the greatest running back of all time. Yes, he's got the record. I'd gladly put him at second or third. And no, not behind Barry Sanders. No, behind Walter Payton and Jim Brown. But, yeah, yeah, uh, Andrew says, oh, man, I spaced on LT. Yeah, you got to have L- LT was just the truth. Now, of those four, who would I call the best? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, okay, Jim Brown quit early, so he was done. Lawrence Taylor was fucking stupid because he kept getting high all the time. So it's between Dion and Jerry. I, I'll give it Dion every day of the week. What about the football player that died in the military? Oh, uh, Pat. I can't think. Of, why can't I think of his name now? Guy from Arizona. He was. He was an okay football player. I mean, the what he gave up. Pat Tillman. What Pat Tillman gave up, uh, I mean, nobody's ever given up what that guy's given up. That makes him a great person. Doesn't make him a great football player. He was a good football player. Everybody's nailing me now. I don't know why there's delay. I think it's stupid that we've got a delay on the fucking internet radio show. Dick Buckus was great. Look, man, they, you can go through the eras and Jack Lambert, great. Mean Joe Green, great. You, you can go through all these guys. Who's the greatest? I, I can't put Peyton in there as the greatest quarterback of all time because he lost a Super Bowl. Can't put Tom Brady in there as greatest quarterback, I guess, of all time because he lost a Super Bowl. 
I mean, this is why Joe ranks so high up there. The same way Jordan ranks up so high. Jordan never lost. When he when 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 it was all on the line, Jordan never lost. That's a champion. That's the guy I want on my team. If he didn't quit to fight, would he be in the conversation at least? Pat Tillman? No, probably not. Pat Tillman was an a good football player. I don't think he was great. I think he's more known for his sacrifice, and he should be. Played football at Arizona State, so not saying that good players can't come out of ASU. They usually just don't. But if that's who you think the greatest football player is, then that can be your greatest football player. That's why I look with Brady. He's at a 70% win ratio over 10 games in the salary cap era. I think that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, look, you add all that stuff in. We could add in all the tertiary bullshit of the salary cap and all this. Look, what I think makes Tom Brady great, I'll just tell you this right now. Tom Brady should have been the highest-paid quarterback for the last, I don't know, six, seven years in the NFL. He's not even in the top ten. Why? Because he knows that his money would better be suited for the team to be used on other players. That is a selfish guy in a team sport. That, to me, that to me says more than him losing three Super Bowls. LeBron James, on the other hand, is a guy who's lost six NBA Finals. Six. I don't care that he's gone to 10 or 11 in a row. He lost six. He has more losses than wins. And people want to call him the greatest. Motherfucker, please. Uh, How disappointed is Jordan as his NASCAR team owner? Bubba is a bust. I think he's going to give him time. I I, I think that, that Jordan's going to support this for a while. And when they figure out that, uh, what's the name, Bubba Wallace is not that good of a driver, they'll they'll hire another black driver. That's what they'll do. LeBron has lost more champions than the Buffalo Bills. Yep. LeBron is a racist fucking piece of shit. All right. Yeah, there's no way you can be considered best of all time if you're below 500 in championship games. LeBron will never be categorized as the great. It, and if it is, it's all media-driven. It's all bullshit. We know who the greatest is. Now we're trying to figure out who the greatest is in the NFL. And then maybe at baseball time, we'll ask who the greatest is. Whew. Baseball, that's a tough one. You know what? In baseball-wise, when we do baseball here in the next few weeks, I'm, I'm going to make it a little more simple for you. Who's the greatest baseball player of your lifetime? That way you don't have to worry about going back against Mickey Mantle and Ty Cobb and Cy Young and Babe Ruth. We can all put those people in there. But I want to know when we get to it in a couple weeks who the greatest baseball player of your lifetime has been. Now, look, if you want to put Barry Bonds in there, go right ahead. For a while, he was a great baseball player. 
Oh, this is something we're going to work on. Andrew, I'm not even giving you mine right now. I did find out recently that this person was pissed when they found out they were not uh, voted into the Hall of Fame unanimously. And it's only happened once, which I think is a crock of shit. That's sports writers just showing showing their fucking dicks off. How does Nolan Ryan not get in on 100% of the ballot? And this is the way they do it. I found this out. The year that you go in, your first year of eligibility, there's a ballot and has 10 names on there. You have to fill in the 10 names you think should go into the Hall of Fame. And if you were on more than 75% of the ballots, you get into the Hall of Fame. The year uh, that Nolan went in, I think he was on like 97% of the ballots. Really? In that year, one of the 10 guys nominated for the Hall of Fame, you didn't think that Nolan Ryan was good enough to get into the Hall of Fame. Really? 5,714 strikeouts, 323 career wins. Or is it 317? It's one of those two. It's that way with a lot of players. They didn't get in because, we don't want to put anybody, really? You're going to be the asshole that leaves off Nolan Ryan's name? Uh, Let's see. Travis has Bonds, Jeter, Maddox. Okay. All right. I'll, you know what? We'll do baseball players tomorrow. How about that? I'll give you guys some homework. We'll go top 10. Top 10 baseball players of all time. Of your lifetime. Uh, sports writers are fucking idiots, crybabies. They hold grudges. Well, Against my number one, nobody had a grudge against my number one. When I say my number one, I was pissed when this person didn't go in unanimously. It's fucking, it's stupid. Derek Jeter didn't go in unanimously. Now, I, I am not a Yankees fan whatsoever. But man, oh man, Derek Jeter not getting in at 100% of the ballot, that's just dumb. Yeah, that's a sports writer who wants the ballot to be about them, not the athletes. They're assholes. Those sports writers are just babies who wish they were broadcasters. Yeah, but they're not they're not talented enough. <laughs> Robin Ventura probably held a grudge against Nolan Ryan. Well, thank God Robin Ventura doesn't get to vote. Robin Ventura got his ass handed to him by Nolan. Who the fuck charges Nolan Ryan? Charging Nolan Ryan is like throwing at King Griffey Jr. Why would you do that? No, Rivera got it. Rivera was the first guy to ever get in with 100% of the vote, Travis. And by the way, he should have. He shouldn't have been the first, though. Mariano Rivera, Rivera was fucking, that guy was fucking just straight up fire. You can't, you can't argue against him going to the Hall of Fame as a closer. Now, I can give you names, and we'll get the percentage of the vote that they went in the Hall of Fame for, and you'll go, how did they not get it all? 
But we'll do that tomorrow. Get ready for baseball season. Because I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the Rangers to suck out loud this year, people. Man, oh, man, I think we are going to take it to a new level of suck. I think the Rangers could lose possibly 120 games. That might be a record. I don't know. Mayday Malone should be in. What's a fucking dog doing? Get out of the damn room. Stop banging on the door, dog. Shithead. Sam Mayday Malone. Hashtag cheers. He only threw a cutter and he was the greatest closer. Who was that? Rivera? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. We'll do top 10 greatest baseball players of our lifetime. Granted, I have a, a little bit longer lifespan than most of you already. Mine will be pretty easy. Shit, I can probably put him in position. Oh, that guy right there. Fuck yeah. If I go by position. Start at third. Okay, got that guy. Got got short. Got second. First base. I'll figure out first. Catcher. Greatest catcher of my lifetime. Oh, maybe not. Pitchers. There'll be a couple pitchers in mine. Outfield. That's where a lot of the good players are. All right. All right. That's going to do it for me today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Please do remember that every room you uh, you walk in is better. Why? Because you're in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And here's a song that I don't play enough, obviously. Uh, but here it is from the man, the myth, the legend, George Strait himself. Uh, until tomorrow, adios, everybody. By morning, up from San Antonio, everything that I got is just what I've got on. When that sun is high in that Texas sky, I'll be bucking at the county fair. Amarillo by morning. Amarillo, I'll be there They took my saddle in Houston Broke my leg in Santa Fe Lost my wife and a girlfriend Somewhere along the way I'll be looking for eight when they pull that gate And I hope that judge ain't blind Amarillo by morning Amarillo's on my mind Amarillo by morning Up from San
Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. 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 He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.